1: from our Motability team.
0: Macklin Motors Toyota is open
2: now
1: at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Head Road, Darnley. Let's
3: go! Yep, Barry Ferguson, Peter Grant. Anyone resigning today? Any big news breaking here at five? Barry, you're with us till <laughs> seven tonight.
4: Yeah,
3: yeah I'm, I'm here, yeah. Yep. You're not resigning, you're not
4: disappearing. Well I hope not <laughs> um, Maybe you're going to come out With a bit of news I, I, I don't know yet But no Yeah I know what you're talking about Obviously yep. Nicholas Sturgeon It's the big news today
3: Heard it breaking this morning And Peter as well She's oh, going for a
4: Leeds job <laughs>
3: <laughs> I saw that line today Nick uh, They said about Who's the who's going to take over And it was Ange poster you could say Michael Bale Or whoever Listen yep. What about the cup final referee We know now who it is For a week on Sunday Nick Walsh In charge the fourth official is Kevin Clancy and the VAR boss is John Beaton. Let's hope, Barry, we're not talking about it too much uh, a week on Monday. Yeah, well, got to
4: wish him all the best. <laughs> no no doubt about that. But again, I hope it's... Um, listen, it's two teams that are in real good form at this moment in time and I honestly believe it will be a, a top game. Two teams are going to go bang at it, go for the win. And I just hope and pray that, that VAR... Um, isn't needed um, during the cup final Peter how are you feeling does it does it matter who the referees are not for me
5: well I think you see the decisions we made they've all made bad decisions they've all made good decisions at certain times you know so you're never ever concerned as I said to you before you never concerned yourself who the referee was you know they have to make the big calls on the day it's a job that I wouldn't like to do but it's there for
3: them and maybe this will be the one that people will blow VAR right out the water We'll find out soon. Huge game here in Scotland tonight. So it's not Champions League or whatever. We know there's no Scottish involvement now. And we wonder why. Maybe talk about that. Well, we'll be back in Europe at the latter stages, maybe in Europa League next year. 8 8 17, 17, 700 And two men with massive experience in Europe, Peter Grant and Barry Ferguson. But Barry, Motherwell against St Mirren. All the games on tonight. You know, there's Arsenal, Man City. There's Borussia, Chelsea. But you're going to watch the game in Scotland yeah the, listen massive
4: games in the Champions League and obviously the, the Arsenal Man City game but yeah I, my eyes will be glued to, to Muddle St Mern. Um it's a big one obviously Muddle um, getting rid of Stephen Hamill after the game against um, Red Rovers at the weekend in the Scottish Cup um, and I, th- I think Muddle have, have got to try and at least get a point out of this game because um, it's been a struggle for Muddle over the past couple of months Um Disappointed to see Stevie Hamill um, lose his job, um, I think he's a young manager who um, I thought would have done well in the long term but listen it's a results driven business, the results ain't been good enough for Mullow and sadly he lost his job so it's a big one for, for Mullow tonight against a, a St Man team who um, are going pretty well yeah. under Stevie Robinson. Peter,
3: a huge night for Stuart Kettlewell Just recently back You know in football Helping in the academy I think. Yeah but he's a very
5: good football man Stuart yeah. You know and he's he's, I say, he's he's worked Oracle as well In the respect of He's done all the youth At bringing young mm-hmm. players through Done a great job With Ross County And as you say you've, You need a steady pair of hands And he loves his football he, And I think that's a thing That's going to be important But he said it himself He's going to still have problems That Stephen had still got the same injuries, you know, and if you can't bring them back when you've got a small squad, it always makes it that lot more difficult. I'm, I go along with Barry, I'm disappointed that young Stephen never done well because mm-hmm. I know how much the club means to him. You know, and I think, to be fair, I think the old fans have been very respectful with him, you know, and I think that shows you they know what he's done for the football club, what he tried to do, but unfortunately, you know, you, you need to get results. We've all been there, we know when we're you're, doing everything that you possibly can and it's due to the ball just not getting in and you're not getting the results and
4: unfortunately it ends up costing him his job. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they do tonight because listen, I, I know it falls on the manager's shoulders but the players have got to take a bit of responsibility as well. Their performances haven't been good enough. I know Stevie Hamill coaches him and he picks the, the the starting 11 but um, they've not done enough on, on the football pitch so um, yep, disappointed to see him lose his job. Yeah, I'm sure he'll take a bit of time out but hopefully... We'll see him back in the game um, sooner rather than later.
5: But you don't think that with football clubs anyway. There's especially at clubs like will There's probably a first eleven. There's probably first fourteen mm. players you'd probably say you know do a job for you. Then after that, there's some of the players, and I don't mean that disrespectful. Them maybe not at the level yeah. where you're trying to get that performance out. And you would not probably hoping you weren't going to use them that often, but you've had to use them. So there's probably about four or five players in the team at this moment in time that you've never seen the starters because of the injuries he's had. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, during that period of time, there is nothing you can do because you can do all the preparation you want. Yep. You, you don't pull the boots on the Saturday. You're organising And the boys don't mean to make errors and mistakes or miss chances. But unfortunately, that's what's happened. He's not had that first 11 that he wanted to choose from. And that happens with most managers. You see that. You mean, look at anybody would say down Leeds we're talking about Leeds there a minute ago you're talking about Jesse Marsh everybody loves watching Leeds because they're having a go in every game to try and win every game you know in certain games they should have won but they didn't he ends up losing his
3: job and that's the other side of it as well you know when they've got a lot to choose from Is it too much to move straight to management in the premiership for example for likes of, of a Stevie Hamill because just now we've got Aberdeen with no manager we've got Motherwell we've got Partick Thistle in the championship is it really hard these days when you're in the bottom half Barry to come in and try and steady the ship
4: now, in, in terms of Stevie Hamill I, I think he's looked at it as an opportunity that he had to take he might never get offered sure. the, the Yep. the opportunity again he, he done well as caretaker mm. and I thought he deserved the opportunity to manage Muddle um, Muddle oh. and through and through he, he, he speak to a lot of coaches um, from the football side of things and he, he's a real good coach and, and listen I thought he deserved it and it's just disappointing to see him lose of his course, job but as yeah. I said listen he's still young and hopefully he'll get another another opportunity um, and a few months down the line hopefully but yeah, they're they in, in a bad place, Mother. though. Um, he, he made quite a few signings as well in the January window, and nine. and you look at the board backing them to do that, and then yeah. two weeks after i bringing in, you says what was it nine players? Nine, nine players, yeah. nine players. They they obviously uh, dismiss them, which give them a bit of time and let them bed in. It takes a bit, of, it does take time for players to get used to a new style of play. Certainly playing up in up in Scotland, it's a a difficult place to play your, your football so I thought they should have at least given him another few games to see how it went but listen they've made the decision yeah. and hopefully they'll get a reaction tonight We're getting a good result against St Myrne
5: you look at that side, both sides Paul you're talking about experience yep. whatever you're talking about Stephen then you go to Jim Goodwin yep. he's got a lot of experience in the respect to that you know so Ian McCall Partick Thistle yep. a lot of experience you know I mean there's not many more people with experience than these guys you know and they've done fantastic jobs where they've been you know, at many clubs and um, done a lot of a fantastic job, but as a result, it was a strange one. Obviously, when I heard the news, yeah. you know, it was strange Ian the timing off it, yeah. you know. But there's been a bit in the background there, isn't there, going you know, on? I think with the supporters and whatever at the start of the season. And yet, Peter, sorry, that could have been one of the biggest cup
3: uh, upsets ever, of course. And, and, that, they were just, you and know, that's a
5: fine line. And yeah. you're reading that. The decision was made a couple of days prior, which I find strange, you know what I mean? But You couldn't sack him if, you, if they had won at Rangers. They you, you couldn't have sacked him, could they? Well, the way the, the, way the, the press now have been talking as if it was already done, you know, I'm not sure Ian was aware of that, but that's probably the way they were looking at it. And listen, people do it for different reasons. Some guys, as I'm not a new sort of board team in there, yep, maybe this, they want to work right. a different way. Yep. And there's different reasons guys lose their job. But there's a lot of experience out there when you talk about Alan Archibald going as well, Neil yeah, Scarley, sure. They've had a lot of experience running about football clubs at an important time. Jim had that, as I said. Stevie maybe never had that um, experience uh, off a coach. But he's been running about football for a long time, playing it and coaching the younger ones, seeing Mullerwell a lot, understanding the problems that you have at a club like Mullerwell. And sometimes you're going to have to go through that. There can only be one winner. You know, that's it. There's some, one team wins a league and that's it. You know, the rest of them are predominantly there's about six of them always fighting going to who's going to go down or up or stay up or whatever, who's going to get into Europe. And they they are problems. But financially you'll find out
3: the teams that spend the less money are the ones that's going to be struggling near sure. the bottom. Yeah. The economics come into it. Are you optimistic for the well tonight, Barry? You're looking forward to the game? Be a huge crowd. I think there'll be a big crowd tonight, I would imagine. Well you yeah. just look at the crowd they took through to Kirkcaldy. I know. Two and, yeah. and a half
4: thousand. Away yeah, fans brilliant. mean a, a, a brilliant support. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure they'll turn out in their numbers tonight. Looks Man, like they're a good team, but the, the, thing, the, the problem I think Motherwell have got is it's are playing surface now. <laughs> Teams <good>. actually <laughs> look forward. Players look forward to going to third parties before. Three or four years ago, it was never in the best condition. Now it's like an absolute bowling green, so as a footballer, that's the, the type of surfaces you, you want to play in. Uh, play on sorry um, I think it'll be a tough one for Manoa. I, I think they'll be happy if they take a point tonight because I think St Munn are well set up they're well organised they're well drilled um, and it'll be a tough one tonight I had one to call but I
3: see it as I draw OK we'll talk about it in the next couple of hours Motherwell fans what do you think and St Mirren fans as well Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. 17 17 it's funny game isn't it St Mirren looking for top 6 and may well be in there give us a call Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. 17 17 700 Peter Grant back from Dubai sun kissed isn't he Barry just looking there at Peter you're looking really well how was it there
5: it was fantastic yeah. you know great The supporters club Dubai hoops were magnificent with us you know I mean treated exceptionally well and it was great to catch up with Big Roy Brian McClare yeah. Derek White you know so, so the old stories and whatever and it was great to see some of the guys I hadn't seen for over 20 years that was over at the hoops um, wow. because it was 2008 you know we'd went there when it opened um, and that was the last time I'd seen some of them so fantastic it was too short a trip to Perth. it was only three or four days but it was great to catch up on some great old stories I think if
4: he was doing much. I think if he was doing his speedos at the pool
3: exactly <laughs> he's <laughs> looking well, isn't
4: he? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was frost,
5: it was 22. We did it the souk as well. You know, get. I never get that time because no, we're no. always bouncing no. about. You would only have that three or four days, so you were kept busy. The boys looked after us exceptionally well, and as I say, there was a lot of stories. going you know, when you had a couple of pints, in you know what I mean. That's uh-huh. that's the biggest yep. problem. You know what I mean. So, but it was a fantastic time. Thoroughly enjoyed every moment of it. You like the Middle East, Barry,
4: don't you? Yeah, 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 listen, it's listen, one thing you're guaranteed about the Middle East the is weather. The, the, the weather. No, no doubt about it. Yeah, it's a, a beautiful place,
3: um and many people enjoy going there. We wish we had European football tonight, but we don't. Is it going to come back for next season? I know the fact that, you know, Celtic and Rangers were in the Champions League then, Barry, the, the casualty has been, you know, Europa League football. We don't have any. It's been about what, six or seven years since we've had nothing after Christmas.
4: Yeah, it's disappointing. you, you always want to have European football after the the Christmas and New Year period. Um, unfortunately, it's not to be uh, this year. Um, hopefully, um, come the end of the season, we'll, we'll obviously find out who's going to be in the the, the Champions League um, straight in it. And it's great for the Scottish clubs that. Um, I think I think it's about time to be honest with you. How I, I couldn't get my head round about that you win the league and you have to play three or four um, games. Um, Champions League yeah to get into the Champions League I didn't like it so it's it's only right that the, the Champions get straight into the, the Champions League and hopefully next year both Rangers and Celtic if they're there they can give a better account of themselves
5: would you sacrifice that Baz you know I mean at me as a Celtic supporter watching Celtic getting into the Champions League that's what I want to maybe be playing if it means you don't go through to Europa League after it that doesn't really concern me but the performances they put in you know was excellent And if they're given everything trying to win in the Champions League against Real Madrid or Barcelona, Inter Milan, AC Milan and playing their games, you have to accept that we're maybe not up to that standard. But the way they played and had the right go in every single game and had an opportunity probably in every single game, I would rather they'd done that, you know, than just hope on to the fact that we're going to be just Europa uh, League specialists. You know what I mean? Even though you're involved in Europe after Christmas, I still wouldn't sacrifice
4: the Champions League for that. Barry? Well, you might have been in the Champions League. That's, that's the, the pinnacle. You're up against the best players and, and best managers in the world. Um, I just think, certainly, when Rangers and Celtic are in the Champions League, I always think when they're playing at Celtic Park or Ibrooks, you should be at least looking to get the three points. Mm-hmm. I don't care, even if you come up against the best. Um, I know what it's like. I've done that myself in the past. You're coming up against top teams and you find a way to get a point at, at least. I just think, for a Rangers point of view, it was really poor. No, no doubt about it Celtic performed a bit better and I think some games for Celtic as well I, I think back Leipzig away if they were a bit more defensively set up they may have got something um, some points on the board but for a Rangers point of view they, they need to show much better than they did um, this season in the Champions League
5: I think Barry's right about the defensive side of it in any game because especially the way teams play mostly on the counter attack now with the pace of the front men and whatever but the amount of chances Celtic created, we can't forget that. And that's when you've got to be clinical. And we said that at that level. We said that before the Champions League group started. The one thing you'll have to do is take your chances when they come along. And Celtic missed too many. They created a, a number of chances. No, I don't, I'm don't. i not sure if they created the most in the league section at that particular time. I think they did. But we never taken the really, really good opportunities at very, very important times. You go back to me against, talk about Real Madrid at yeah. home. this big chance straight after <laughs> half-time. And all of a sudden, Real Madrid get the goal yeah. not long after it. And all of a sudden, then you see Real Madrid, you know, and they end up winning three. You have to take your chances. Absolutely, because then they've, sure. got to, they've got to adjust. Yep. They've got to adjust and there's a nervousness. But then you think how much that lifts Celtic supporters, mm-hmm. who were brilliant in that evening. But how much that becomes, you've scored against, you're one 9 up against Real Madrid, all these things. And they all play a big part. And Barry, will tell you, he's played in front of the Ibrox and whatever when you, you get into the lead in a certain game. It's, it moves mountains at times. And that's how close Celtic were. But I would rather they go out the competition the way they did last year yeah. than just sit back and hoping to get beat. And right. that, that was the thing that impressed me most about them.
3: No European football for us. So what do you think? Are we going to be back next year after Christmas? Some of the other headlines uh, tonight. Dave Cormack has said that Aberdeen won't appoint a manager until the new chief exec, Alan Burroughs, takes up his role. Quite a bit of an elevation for Alan, Alan I, I Burrows. I said in you? terms of Aberdeen, I would leave Barry Robson in the role. And You're the... happy with Barry?
4: Yeah, yeah, but it give them the opportunity, but also it gives Aberdeen and the board of directors or whoever makes a decision a bit of time to make sure they get this decision right because um, the last couple of managers, it's not worth. Um, they back Stephen Glass um, big time. They spent money in getting Jim up for St. man. I think it was a quarter of a million pound and obviously back Jim as well in the transfer market. So I think this is one that Aberdeen need to take their time with they've got Barry Robson in charge just now he knows the club inside out he's got a, an experienced guy beside him who's worked under Steve Bruce as well so I think give Barry the opportunity and that allows the Aberdeen board the time to make sure they get the, the right choice Sounds sensible Peter do you agree?
5: Yeah well I've been there Paul when I was at Fulham Felix uh, get the sack and I team over as caretaker manager for three games and I'd made right for the start, I didn't want the job. So I'd said to him, I don't want the job, I'll take the game. I didn't know if I was going to be one game, two games, but it ended up being three games, whatever. But you're trying to buy that little bit of time to let them know at that particular time that this is what you're looking for. What way do you want to go? What way is the what way do you want the manager to work? You know, all these different things are so, so important. And I, I think that's what you've got to do. With somebody like Aberdeen, if Barry is in there and does it exceptionally well they've got to see well, well that's fine if you're getting the results but what is he doing off the pitch they'll be looking at how does he work with Alan Burrows yep. and maybe that's the reason why Dave Cormac come out and said well, yes, did they have that because they want a relationship between the two sure. that's so important key, for them so it? you can understand yeah. that you know and it might be barry even mm-hmm. though he's a caretaker at this moment in time but they might be thinking well these two guys work mm-hmm. exceptionally well together he's made yeah. big decisions and big calls you know, he made a call on Stuart going back, but we spoke about before, which was a big call to go in and do because obviously he's watching games like a supporter, and he's probably watching the games as a coach and thinking, well, yeah. maybe we need a little bit something different there. But sometimes you have to take that little bit of time. Everybody else round about you is desperate for you to make a decision yesterday. Yeah. You know, so that that's the problem you have. But I can understand the reason why because if Alan Borrows is going in there yeah. and he is the guy that's got it to work with the manager. I can understand that 100%.
3: No pressure on Barry Robson because it's uh, Celtic in Glasgow on Saturday yeah this weekend we're charging towards it we know tonight we've got Motherwell against St Mirren and then we've got Celtic Aberdeen Dundee United St Johnson Hibs against Killy Livingston Rangers St Mirren against Ross County and then Motherwell Hearts on Sunday I think that's the Sky game 0808 08, 17 17 700 lots on the go we're going to take your calls we're going on the lines next that's after this
2: The Go Radio Football Show with Maclin Motors.co.uk. your local friendly experts for new and choose
3: cars let's go I wonder do we think that Kylian Mbappe likes VAR tonight because last night apparently uh, when his goal was chopped offside it was 0.1 millimetre offside it was his big toe <laughs> <laughs> his wee toe it's you know is this not an entertainment game do we not want to encourage goals attacking football are we really going to is that what it means now I suppose by the letter of the law I, I'm, hear, I mean, I'm hearing some belters that you're getting people
5: drawing lines thicker than other ones. Even you're watching that's that right. on the telly, it yeah. looks as if, if the, they certain lines thicker, and you're thinking, well, what well, is offside? I don't know what's offside. I mean, yeah. it was a fantastic goal, but if you're looking at it, yeah, yeah it was offside. Going but, with you know, but you're thinking that uh, the game's supposed to be about goals. Yeah. We understand that. But listen, put it as we're talking about. So you're talking about Celtic Rangers. If that happens and they don't give offside, Oof. well, they're going crazy about it. saying so far doesn't work? So, on the, on the rules last night, you're saying, yes, he was offside.
3: Blurred lines, Barry. Let's go on the lines. Frank is on uh, from Glasgow. Hi, Frank. Good evening.
6: Good evening, Paul. Good evening, Barry and Peter. Evening, Good evening, Frank. Frank. Um, yeah, I think yeah, it's quite timely there. You mentioned, Peter, about the thickness of the lines. I think Mr Beaton will have his wee thin <laughs> pen and his wee thick pen <laughs> handy on a week Sunday. And I'm no joke when I say that. You can laugh if you want. Um, I think the big hitters have been brought out by the the authorities. I think it's quite clear that it's, um, all all systems go to stop Celtic winning this cup um, yeah. and the league, as we've seen so far. Oh. And um, it'll be very interesting to see what happens with Mr. Walsh at the whistle and Mr. Beaton with the with the um, the lines, whatever they want to be drawn.
5: Peter. Well, I've always said that as well, Frank. I agree with you. No, oh, I'm on
2: yes. a <laughs> I'm on a Of course. Yeah. Listen,
7: I, I
5: don't. I, I genuinely do think the guys are trying to do it as best as they can. I've never said the quality is that good, mm. and that's my biggest worry. Is I think the standards has went down for the years when I played. It was McGinley's and the hopes, and, all, and they all made bad decisions. You know, they weren't as consistently wrong because they weren't getting pulled up with VAR, and that's yeah. why I preferred the game. Out var. I had a lot rather goal line technology as I said many, many times because further back the pitch penalty kicks that's always been part of what you would talk about in the pub, I would talk yeah. about after the game that was always part of football I don't think people genuinely cheat I, I genuinely yeah. don't that's just, that's my personal opinion I don't think they cheat the game I think it's very, very difficult all eyes will be on it anyway mm. and listen, there's a professional pride in whatever you're going to do I, I for, take Celtic Rangers out of it if it was Aberdeen-Hibbs in the final, there'd be a professional uh, performance in name coming out soon that I want to show people how good I can do my job. So all eyes will be on them anyway. So there's very, very thin lines that they can make mistakes where people are not going to question anyway. So you're hoping that that's going to come into play. I'm hoping to God we don't even use VAR sure. in the, the cup final. That's what I'm hoping. That's that's what I'm hoping and praying for because I don't want anything in that particular So stick game.
4: on. We're going to yeah. use it it's going to happen because we, we keep saying yeah. we hope we don't you know it's going to happen there's VAR going to be involved I honestly don't believe a referee goes out and tries to no, I agree, I agree to that. go for one or another team I honestly don't believe it and I've always said that Um, listen I, I just think the standard the referees is, is pretty poor at this moment in time and I've said that even watching some of the the referees and I'll go back to my, my former team Rangers against Partick the Sholak um, penalty instant. it's not a penalty in my eyes. Um, the referee goes off, looks at the, the monitor, and what worries me is he thinks it's a penalty, and then obviously Partick Thistle's penalty, with Tillman getting pulled down by the contacts outside the box, and then there's a slight tug on his mm. on his arm, uh, or on his sleeve, should I say, and it's it's nothing to bring him down, and that's not a
3: penalty, and he still thinks that's a penalty, so that worries me. Just- do you think the VAR officials are running the game now rather than the talk, look at Willie Colm is he not having a really tough couple of and months? And then have a is bit of balls to go over to your yeah. screen Paul sure.
4: and make a decision for yourself. That's what I'm looking for referees yeah. to
5: do. Well I watched the game last night and it was May Oliver seemed to make the decision on the football pitch last night without going to watch the screen. And we spoke about it, was at the Morton game against Celtic, oh, Frank? And you can remember that. That's mad. And it was a terrible decision, Effie Ambrose. And no, no Celtic supporter, no Celtic player even claimed for it. And the referee's right watching it, because I'm I'm at the game and I'm watching him watch. He's five yards away and he must be looking and thinking, that's not a penalty kick. Mm-hmm. But he's still going to go way over to the screen. Instead of just saying, listen, I'm not going to the screen, that's not a penalty kick, let's play. You know? And... Mike Oliver done it last night, Mike Oliver walked away last night and never went to the screen, he went, no, no, he could take, see what he was saying in the, and listen, I think all eyes will be on them, there's big calls got to come, you're, you're right, I agree with you on that, I think it's the quality of the decisions, I think it's an easy way out for them at times now, because you can see when they put their finger to the ear and hold that in mm. their ear, I'm thinking to myself, well, I'm taking away my responsibility, I'm giving it to the guys in VAR now. They've got to make the decision. So when I'm getting pelters on here, I'll be saying it's the boys up the state that was making that decision. And I think it's the opposite. It should be the referee on the football a pitch. A bit of
4: common sense mm-hmm. at times. I know there's rules or whatever, but if you're looking at some of the decisions that are getting made, I'm, I'm sitting watching these games and I'm sure you are, Peter, yeah. Frank is, you are, Paul, yeah. and I'm thinking, how can they see that yeah. as a
3: penalty? Mm, absolutely. All over. I think I think, can I, uh, yeah, question, of course, call? yeah, on you go, Frank.
6: Yeah, I think um, we need to stop pussyfooting about here. Peter, you really disappoint me. Um, And you did disappoint me, Peter, because I'll tell you why. I probably watched Home and Away 95%, maybe more of that, of the games you played for Celtic, Peter. Yeah. And if you're sitting there in that studio trying to tell me and every other Celtic supporter that, like myself, watched these games, that there wasn't some shenanigans going on in many of those games. Not every game, and nobody's even seen that. And you, you, Peter Grant, have tried to tell me and every cell supporter that there was no funny goings-on, dodgy decisions, and I mean ludicrously dodgy decisions. I,
3: say, Peter, I, I agree I with you, Frank. Frank. No, no. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. no. OK, Frank, you're also okay. going to weigh past in history, and we've been on about this many no, times. So, well, wait, so wait, No, no, no. Wait wait, wait. wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Frank, we're not going to rewrite and go over. You've challenged Peter there and said you're disappointed. Peter, what would you say to Frank? No, well, I agree with what Frank's saying, because my grandfather used to tell me it was a kid.
5: So I know what Frank's saying we've always said that and I don't mean chip on our shoulder yeah. but i have always felt that. Has it not moved on though? I've got, listen, people always make wrong calls. There were some shocking decisions when I played. Shocking. I would like to think it was down to the fact that it was just poor refereeing at that particular time. George Cadetti, you'll go back to that because I know that's one that will probably be sticking in your mind, Frank, as well. At Ibrox. And because it was a Celtic Rangers game but there was many, many decisions we played in. There was wrong calls. You know, and I, I, I get that, but I can know the thing. I would always say, <laughs> see if I knew it was a Celtic supporting referee, and his family were Celtic background and whatever, yeah. I didn't want him to be in the Celtic games. Why?
3: Because
5: I always felt they went the other way. I always felt there were more chances of them giving the decision to prove they weren't a Celtic background. Right. That was the way I always felt. So it doesn't matter, we've got
3: you to, to understand. i back in, Paul. yes yeah, sure, I'm going to bring you in, but surely the referees do their best in that moment. No, and that's what you were saying. Can, yeah. I, can I just say something?
4: Yeah. That, Frank, you yeah. actually believe that a referee goes out there to try and make a decision against Celtic? Uh, Barry, uh-huh.
6: with the greatest respect, and I mean this with the greatest respect to you, you you were in a club that didn't suffer decisions the way we did. Now, I, 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 this is, Paul, you interrupted me the there saying I was giving you a history lesson. We need to put history in context in order to see what's happening today. Now, Barry, I'm telling you, and before I say anything, we and all Celtic supporters have never said every referee is bent. Every referee is a Rangers supporter and, and making blatantly bad decisions. We're not even saying that. We're saying some referees, and that's without question. And I can give you examples of Rangers supporting referees refereeing Rangers Celtic games and other games involving the clubs it should not happen I've been on the programme yep. about a month ago yep. I made that point to Andy Walker you cannot and should not have be a Celtic fan or a Rangers fan refereeing the club that they are aligned to that is to me And, and well, I'm but sure it's very, very but difficult here Frank point. that's not my point that's not my point but wait a minute let Peter answer that though but listen
5: yeah. I'm, I know 90% mm-hmm. of the referees and most of them are Rangers supporters <laughs> that, that's but, unfortunate that's west of Scotland I mean, you know what I mean but, 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 but there's no that's, acceptable. Yeah, yeah, but but, that's what I'm saying but there's no making away with that because if say we went right you can't referee because you're a Rangers supporter and you can't referee because you're a Celtic supporter but there are very little referees because somebody will say oh I'm a St Mirren supporter and you'll say but what team do you really support I've, I've, <laughs> that's the way it goes yeah, you know no, and you know I that can yourself speak Frank can I speak? yeah you no, can no, but no, how but many Celtic speak supporters speak. do you know as referees no, at the highest no, level but,
6: at the
5: highest uh, level, is very few. Yeah, exactly. So, that's you're going to honest. get... I, but that, The point I'm going to make is you're going to get Rangers supporting referees or St Mirren or Aberdeen supporting referees. You're going to get that then because there's very little Celtic supporters, referees that I know of in the respect of that. And that's not saying one's better than the other or whatever. That's just making the point. So, you can't get the Celtic supporters to be referees. If a guy's making a bad decision on the football pitch as a referee... It's nothing to do with, with club. I would like to think, I would like to honestly think with my hand in my heart that he genuinely made a bad, bad mistake. Even though my grandfather and all these guys had said, listen, that was a shocking decision. And we go back after the game, as I say to you, sitting upon me saying, that was shocking. You know, shocking decision, whatever he's done there. You know, but I don't know but if that's down to the fact, but we can't go around and say you can't referee a Celtic and Rangers game because predominantly your best referees... Are going to be the ones, and they could end yep. up being Celtic supporters or Rangers supporters.
3: You get it down and, in England. Sure. And to be clear, Peter, you think that no matter who they did support, they're there as top they're referees and to be the best they can be. Yeah, yeah be professional. Yeah, exactly. Yep. But they're going to make mistakes, but, but at the time, we're all
5: thro- throwing mud that everybody. We do, yep. it. we do it naturally. We say, yep. Oh, he's a big Rangers man, yep. of course. And we've all been there. And you'll say certain things, Frank, I'm sure in your life, and you'll think, Well, I don't really mean that, but I'm saying it because it's against Rangers. Yep. And I'm vice versa. I've done the exact same. So there's no getting away from that. I'd make a call and say, well, if that had been Celtic, we wouldn't have got that. Of course. That's the way we think. And I'm sure Rangers fans maybe think the same at times. And I agree, we we get back over this, but you can't have Celtic Rangers fans no referee in the game because we'd have no referees. (laughs) It's as simple as that. That's
6: not true, Peter.
3: That is the biggest load of rubbish I've ever heard in my
6: life. I disagree with you then. No, but can I just make a point without, without people jumping in i'm trying to make a point that takes a wee bit of time to explain okay and i'm no wanting to hog your show but i'm, tra- I'm I, you need to give me a wee bit of time here i am not saying and no Celtic Sports in every referee that's a Rangers supporter and the vast majority sadly are and there's a the question for you right away why are the vast majority of people who support who are of supporting nature in the scottish refereeing system down the years Being Rangers supporters. Because of the criticism we give them probably. No, no, no. Wait a minute, Peter. Again, you're jumping in. I'm asking you to listen to what I'm trying to say here. Think of the system that allows that to happen. The system that allows the the supporters of one club to have a huge uh, anomaly of referees in favour, as opposed to a tiny amount of support, the other big club in Scotland. Why have we got a system that that has actually been allowed to happen? We all know this, We all know the reason for that. But, but we won't go into That's another argument altogether. See it's referees,
4: gone. see when they go out yeah. there, no matter if they support Celtic, support Rangers, I honestly believe they go out to be professional and do the best job they can do. They make some terrible mistakes at times, but I don't think it's because... Yeah support one club and go against another I honestly firmly 100% believe that but it's
5: like the percentage anything it's like coaching people will say why is so many coaches not involved and I'll say
3: well how many turn up that's why I said rewriting the history you know we can study at uni or college or whatever but the fact is I don't know the makeup of the referees as in who they supported and it shouldn't matter uh, and and Frank did say oh most of them are Rangers fans I I, I don't know that's the case I couldn't tell you either I'll be honest with you if you gave me the list of
4: Premier League referees I couldn't tell you what team they support but the thing is the bottom line is I'm going to be on criticising a referee I I don't even know what
5: religion or who supports or whatever Mm. I've criticised referees good, bad or different. I've done it all my days and to the detriment at times unfortunately I know if have had some shocking decisions against us. I know if have had big decisions. Listen, if you went to a Hibs sometimes or an Aberdeen or whatever, they say, well, why did Celtic get that decision? Or why did Rangers get that decision? Yeah. And I, and it's funny how things happen like that. And I, I just said to you, I thought, I was hoping that VAR was going to change all this. Yeah. I think it's just put the spotlight even bigger now with the lack of quality at times that we have. And I've said it, I mean, I'm a Celtic, man... I look at the Morton game and it was never a penalty kick. Oh, sure. and, I'm, and I'm being yeah. fair because it was a wrong decision. But it doesn't matter. So, who was he supporting? Was he a Celtic supporter or Morton? Mm. And it's the same guy that we criticise for being a Rangers supporter who gave the Celtic the penalty. And that's the point I'm trying to make. They'll yeah. all make bad decisions because of lack of quality at times, you know? Yeah. And it's the hardest job I've done, as I said like a couple of weeks ago, you've done it in training. It's the hardest job ever. And I think. Graham Porter's interview was very, very good. Yeah. He said he mm-hmm. talked about us giving all the criticism and shouting at referees, and then we're moaning about why young referees are not coming into the game. That's why. You know, because us as Celtic supporters, and we brown beating them and said, Oh, the referees getting battered left, right, and centre. So none of them want to become a referee. Who would want to be a referee? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Just about to say that there. That's what right. I'm saying,
3: that's the point I'm <laughs> making. Here's Brian on the line, a Rangers fan. Hi, Brian. How you doing, lads? All right. Yeah, Hi Brian, I'm all right. Brian. What's your point?
7: Mm. I, Peter, Frank would have, Frank would have probably said that the Morton penalty, the Celtic penalty on Morton, was <laughs>
6: just left things out because there's
5: only Morton. I agree, it was a, no, it was I mean, a shocking decision.
7: They were going to win anyway, so they'd, they'd get Celtic. The, no, I mean, Another yep. other one is Christopher Julian's penalty cup final.
5: I can't remember that one (laughs)
7: Selective (laughs) memory uh, memory I'm only joking I know I know
5: exactly what you're saying Like like, like, Dead easy You know what I
7: mean But they didn't
3: Brian it's a terrible line But you're making the point That Celtic sometimes Get the decisions as well We'd like to think That the referees In the modern game And there were things You know years ago It wasn't right it was too much of a club many, many years ago. But you hope now that good young men and women come into the game and be referees. We keep saying in this channel, not enough people want to be referees. And when you get some of that yeah, abuse, you can you understand to be a referee why. the amount of I criticism.
4: Know. Sure. And yeah. Scrutiny they it, come under. It,
3: and you
5: never win. No. You go home on a Saturday and you can think you've played very well as a referee. Mm. But how are you going to decide for that? Because there's going to be a mistake you're going to make. And they do. And I, I agree with that. But I genuinely, I'd hope that with the quality People, and that's what you've got to remember, you would hope that they make the right decisions for the right reasons, you know, and that, that's all I'll criticise them for, is the, the reasons what they do. I can't criticise them for being a Rangers supporter, a St Martin supporter, an Aberdeen supporter. And why, that's would part you? Of, of course, yeah. I can't do that, you know, because... Genuinely, as a Celtic supporter, I want every decision to go to us, and I go back in many, many years. My grandfather's oh, the referees yeah, are always against us, yeah. the usual, which we always had. And we were brought up in that, and I always thought that. And I listen. Some decisions, you, see, you think, God, mate, how you can make that decision? But I don't genuinely think it's been down to anything other than just bad refereeing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Barry is the yeah, former. Yeah, listen, I, I, I
4: criticize referees for some of the decisions I've seen that I'll, I'll talk about this season, mm-hmm. right? But you know what? We don't help them because one, they're no full time. We, we need to try and get the standard up and the only way I think we can get the standard higher is letting our our, our, um, our referees become full-time. Now, that's not going to happen overnight. They're not, not going to become better referees if they go full-time next week, the following week. They'll be getting all the decisions right, but I think it will help them. One, fitness... Second, they'll all sit beside each other and go through all their games. The, the, mm-hmm. the referee at the weekend, do you can... think
3: they'll attract better candidates then? If it's a full time job,
4: maybe, yeah, yeah. But we, we the SFA or whoever's involved, yeah. need to try and get a pot of money together or try and get investment for somewhere to try and help our referees become full time because I think in time it will benefit them long term. I really do because it's well, a hard job and another thing they're only human beings as well remember sure yeah. well you look at it down
5: in England they're full time and there's is it Lee Mason can is getting off his job this week mm-hmm. because of the decision he made against Arsenal and they're full time and good money very good money actually and I think it's, it's very difficult down in England because they're from all north east south and west down there yeah. and getting jobs but they can't come out in criticism because oh, he's an Arsenal supporter or whatever but they'd like to you know oh he's from up north or whatever and I've done it myself I wondered I've, where you were going with that a moment ago. No, no but that's so what I'm arsenal. saying uh, you yeah. know. <laughs> uh, but you know what so, I mean Paul so they are yeah, all sure. complaining about them yeah. and they're full time and it's a very very difficult job and they've got a split setting yeah. and I genuinely think now because there's no place for them to hide because the criticism's so vast now there is no place for them to hide
3: sure.
5: you know yeah. and you, everybody's seen it now and I think that's not down to what because of what the team or whatever they follow yeah. I think
3: it's just down to being bad refereeing Frank will be happy with that headline Mason suspended. The referee Mason, it was down south. No, I didn't
4: get missed that. No, I just thought it was a ridiculous comment, i am been honest with you. Quick break, and then we're back.
2: Go Radio presents the Go Radio football show unfiltered at Odenmore, Glasgow, on Thursday, the 9th of March. Featuring Rangers and Scotland legend Barry Ferguson
4: They knew as soon as that game finished When I came in that dressing room I would do anything for them But on that pitch if somebody's not doing it right Mm -hmm. They've got to be told You've got to drive them on To make sure they hit their standards
2: Join Paul Cooney, Mark Guidi, and Barry Ferguson For this live and unscripted show Tickets are limited and on sale now At thisisgo.co.uk The Go Radio football show unfiltered Live at Oranmore Glass. Let's go on Thursday, the 9th of March.
3: Go Radio Football Show Paul Cooney Barry Ferguson Peter Grant were taking your calls 08 08 17 17 700 Barry on Monday evening seems a while ago now but we were here talking Mick Kennedy was on full of hope what a story he gave to Darville and Ayrshire and then last night our own Stephen McGinn captain of the Bairns has gone through both of them done really well
4: yeah listen first of all Mick and his Darville players should be proud of what they achieved this mm-hmm. season in the Scottish Cup a brilliant run um, probably the biggest shock ever in and, and Scottish Cup history Putting Aberdeen yep. out um, I watched the game on Monday night I've got to be honest with you I thought Falkirk come out of traps Were really good Deserved to to be a couple of goals up then The second half To be fair to Mike, Made a few changes Changed the system a wee bit They got the goal back Albeit it was a, probably a mistake For the Falkirk goalkeeper I haven't been honest with you 2-1 And then you're thinking game on here Then obviously the, the sending off mm. Kind of kills off yeah. Darvill's hope and Falkirk run out easy winners but in terms of Mick and Darvill what what a story it's been um, the last couple of weeks and now he'll be hoping to kick on in the league and try and get into that um playoff game to try and get into the, the low-end league and obviously in terms of Falkert Stephen McGinn yeah. captain himself into the his team sorry, into the quarter-finals and they've got a real opportunity now to get into Hamden um, Absolutely. I was impressed with Falkirk. I thought yeah. the they, they um, sprung their attacks um, pretty good against Darville Pacey team as well in the wide areas so yep um it was a brilliant story, but listen, at the end of the day, I think Falkirk deserved to get through into the the quarterfinals. Peter, it was a fairy tale for Davo, though, wasn't it? The whole run. Yeah, they done terrific, you know. And as you say,
5: everybody remembers them now. Yeah. It was like Berwick with Rangers, wasn't it? Yeah. Everybody remembers Berwick for one reason, predominantly. I remember that? That's where my argument <laughs> Mar- comes in. That not the greatest ever. I wasn't born. I'm not sure. sure. I'm not sure <laughs> about that you know
3: what I mean. But it's, it's, I had to get that, and I was only kidding. It was before all our time. There was ruction, and Seaman Rangers lost to Berwick Rangers well, look back at the in terms the of acceptance. division what division were Berwick in the second, was it a second I think, division I think yeah, so the yeah.
5: uh-huh. uh, but there was only one and two then yeah
3: oh, of course wasn't
5: it it was, it it, was the first division before then. my
3: time as well Peter I'm not sure Jock doing, Wallace of course was exactly. the goalkeeper the late great Jock Wallace absolutely yep. you know, I'm not but, a bigger Rangers man you oh, know absolutely. what I mean than was, was.
5: Yeah. but as I say it was. I thought They've done a tremendous job, yep. you know, and everybody will be talking about it for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. You know, and Barry says it could be that for history they could be talking about the result. Aberdeen will definitely be talking about it as a result for a long time in their history. Uh, that's for sure. But I thought Falkirk, what they'd done, they played as a cup tie, and that was the thing we questioned probably in the Aberdeen mm-hmm. performance. You know, that the players didn't play in that cup tie, that competitive spirit. I agree with Barry in the way there. Is, I thought Morrison was good. I thought he was always mm-hmm. effectual. But the blow that probably Darville had was at Truesdale...
4: Yeah, and early
5: in the sure. game he got it and he was, he was I thought he was very effectual in the early part of mm-hmm. the game to get the knock and you yeah. just thought that was a big blow to them and you need all your players I mean, keep talking about it you need all your best players available mm-hmm. be in these moments and I thought he handles the occasion in both games very well so he was a big loss to them but as you say John and his gang have got to take a lot of responsibility mm-hmm. John McGlynn and that for getting through at the next round having a very very difficult game
4: Yeah, yep. they clearly done their homework <sighs> Just what Stephen was saying yeah, that they watched they, they, all the games? They've obviously watched yeah. quite a number of their games, even their games in the, the West of Scotland League. Yeah. So that tells you we were taking it seriously. And you just need to look at the result Darvo had against Aberdeen. Um, but listen, it's a brilliant story. And I'm sure Darvo will hopefully go on to get promoted into the Lone League. Because listen, they're a club where you like yeah. to see they've got ambition. I, I thought they'd surface again on a night I mean it's a credit to themselves they've got a good set up there so it's certainly a club on
3: the up Darville Hope Hamden's looking good for the cup final (laughs) otherwise you should have it (laughs) that's it that's what you want to do you know there's no excuse for that but it's got
5: to be perfect if we want to put showcases on we'll go to the best Mm. pitch for the showcases
3: Best pitch in the country then is for you Firth Park Let's go to Firth Park Stephen Reside is on the line Stephen good evening
7: Good evening, guys. How you doing? Good, good
3: evening, How are you? More importantly, huge mother fan. It's been a horrible uh, number of weeks for you. How are you feeling before tonight's game? Well,
7: anybody that's seen
3: my Twitter at the weekend would, would know yep. that I wasn't a happy guy. Yeah, we we read it out on air, Stephen. We read what you were saying about the passion, the colour, and you get nothing back really. What you, so, what are you feeling Why for not? tonight?
7: Um hoping that something will change rather than expecting it to. This is, these are still a group of players that have been on a decline for a year. Um, I look at the goals that we've conceded this season, guys, thirty percent of them, almost a third have came to set pieces. Mm-hmm. So I remember Jose Mourinho saying I quote that only ten percent of corners, I know um could kicks as well, that only ten percent of corners end up resulting in a goal. We are not doing the basics. I spoke about it when I was on last week, it's a free stuff, it's defending your area, chasing bodies, getting tight, people putting a tackle in. I don't, I don't expect this new to see whenever win every week, but I do expect the minimum from the 11 that take the field.
3: And do you think, what changes are they going to make tonight under Stuart Kettlewell, do you think? He's under huge pressure. Barry was saying, you know, we can't believe nine new players in. What's he going to do? Because I, you know, I heard you in our programme and you were saying you didn't think Stevie Hamill quite knew who to end up playing, what formation, what players, some of them out of position. What would you do tonight?
7: Well, I would like to see us try to up front and change the shape. Right. Since Joe Everett got injured, I think it was against Hibs on the 8th of October, we've won one league game. And that was against the Dundee United side that had 10 men and we scored for a set piece. I think the shape was a big part of Stevie Hamill's problem. We put this uh, uh, formation that relied heavily on winners. And the winners didn't have any pace the minute the effort got into, So I think if he's going to try and get anything so out of the same group, it needs to be a change of shape. I, I don't particularly want tonight to be pretty. i think take a 1-0. It can go on off somebody's backside for all I care. Um, but we need a change of shape. And I'll go to up front, occupy the two centre-backs, please.
3: What do you say to that?
4: Yeah, and and Stevie Hamill's defence, and and granted I'll tell you, he has been a manager as well. When you're not getting results, you tend to chop and change, and the, the personnel, especially, and that, that's what Stevie's done over the last few weeks. And again, listen, it might you might see Stuart Kettlewell tonight just going with like like a three-five-two, something totally different, because um, Man will be obviously. I've watched Manol previously; they're used to playing a a certain way, but I don't. I, I, I don't know what you feel. When I watch Muddle, I look at them, they're too nice. When I think of Muddle, is they've got a bit of, um, a bit of bite in them, a bit of about them. And I don't see that in this Muddle team. And I think that's what they're, they're, they're certainly lacking. Um, and maybe Short Kettle will, I'll, I'll change that uh, with personnel and i change of formation tonight. But when I watch Muddle, they're nice and pretty. They try to play, which is, listen, it's, good to watch at times no doubt about it but the mo- most important thing is getting three points and they're desperate for three points Murl, so listen it's maybe back to front mm-hmm, yep. tonight so You'd maybe make sure five, you two. win the first balls if no, you certainly got to win the second balls and make sure you get the three points don't care how you play Ugly. it's coming off that pitch at the end of the game ending 90 minutes with three points in the bag
5: Who's your best two centre half Stephen? Who do you think from a supporter's point of view? I don't
7: think that we've really I
5: said, back Aaron, been settled, So I think that's I, I agree that's, that's the reason I was asking the question Can you bring that in Have you got anybody That's coming back For injury Because Ian I mean, Stewart Would you play Would you play would you, play would you play With three then? Because if you say You don't have a pairing Would you play a three then Because St Mern Predominantly play With three With two wing backs Don't they, in a back three They predominantly Would you No ma- I remember in, I remember
7: Sorry to interrupt I remember in Jamie Carragher And Gary Neville And they said That teams that if it was for a back three. It means that if these it means that they're struggling um, defensively. Yes, we certainly are. Yes, um, so I think I think that that would be something that I think we should try. Yes, just, just to give William Kelly a wee bit more protection. The William Kellys have will been great himself since he came back at Christmas. I posed a question on Twitter today: yeah. Should William Kelly be dropped because he's been at fault for a couple of goals against Marin? against Johnston I think he could have came for a cross when we played at Iverson and then certainly won maybe two at the weekend so mm-hmm. I know confidence is low and I'm, I'm not for one minute um, doubting Liam and Kelly's ability as a goalkeeper but anybody else in the position if they're underperforming they get dropped so why should it be any different
5: then? I think it's the quality you have we've all done and we are all supporters at our clubs and say oh, I'll leave this one out and do that and the manager should do this and then you realise that you have nobody to replace them of that quality, you know? And that, that that's the problem you have. Going to a three at the back, I, I disagree with a lot of people, you know, even Carragher and Neville when they talk about a back three. I looked at a back three and always thought it was attacking because it allowed two wing-backs to go further up the pitch. I allowed exactly what you're saying. I could play with two strikers. I could play with three central midfield players. I could play with one as a 10 and two sitting or I could play with one sitting and two higher. So it always gave me more attacking options. But what it did give me was a solidity if somebody just cleared the ball into the channel because predominantly even when we played 4-4-2 if you want to go back to the days the fullbacks were always running forward so predominantly you're always playing with a back three if you're playing with a back four because you're saying to one fullback. back you stay at home two centre backs stay so I think it would maybe give them that we change if you're saying if you've got three centre halves and if they're giving you a bit of height and especially if you're losing that amount of goals for set plays It gives you a little bit more height as well, which you can probably deal with. But it gives you the plan, as you said, that you can have two strikers, so you're hoping your two wing-backs are going to get crosses in, and you're going to push their wing-backs back, which gives you the opportunity. And that's all the things you look at. And I'm sure Stuart will be getting in and doing that, but whether he's got their players available to play that system, you know, with all these ideas in their mind, I don't know if you've Mm -hmm. even got two strikers. You know, I don't know that. Who would you have, along with Van
4: Veen?
7: Try Jack just up front with him, Jack oh,
4: Yeah,
7: mm-hmm. really a a, yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Yep. yeah. Um, it is McGabby uh, Stephen? Is McGabby fit?
7: Well, he's just he's just come back into training, so mm. <laughs> he's not played a lot of games. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know whether he'll even be ready for tonight. Yes. Um We we do have a lot of injuries, but I mean we tried Callum Butcher in there at the weekend. I don't think it worked. I think we needed. Callum Butcher in the middle. Um, I think we moved them up to the second
3: half
4: and we were certainly better in periods in the second half, but the game, the game we were chasing the game at that point. Uh, he so, adds a bit of steel, uh, Callum Butcher, yeah. to, the, to the centre of the park. And that's the what I think they've
3: been missing the Yeah. Stephen, the news is coming up. I'm not going to ask your prediction because I know the last few weeks you haven't enjoyed giving me the. But the prediction's been wrong. But the fans, I see you've put out a tweet saying, come on, the kettle well. So, you're positive. Can the, can the fans play a part tonight?
7: Uh, listen, the fans can play a part, but the, you've seen the numbers that the fans turn up in at the weekend. Massive. Up to them, but we, we will always get behind the boys. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go for this Grappi one now either way. I don't know where it's going to go.
3: Scrappy 1-0 Stephen thanks a lot Enjoy tonight I hope we're speaking to him Tomorrow with uh, I mean No disrespect to St But mother will need it So badly The news is next
2: The Go Radio Football Show With Macklin Motors Brand new Toyota showroom Now open on Whistleberry Road Hamilton Let's
0: go
2: The Go Radio Football Show With MacklinMotors.com Hosted by Paul Cooney Barry Ferguson And Peter Grant Call now And voice your opinion at
3: 17 17 700 Let's go. Our tour of the Go Radio Football show Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, Peter Grant there's so much football on tonight we had a debate what, which one are we going to watch uh, Peter, what would if you would one game to watch tonight is it Europe, is it England, is it Scotland I, I like yeah. the European games I must yeah. admit and,
5: but I'm looking at the Arsenal game because right. I'm just looking to see here the difference between the two because Arsenal have been excellent for a period of time I think Manchester City defensively have been poor Mm -hmm, you know so I'm thinking this will be a game maybe opens the door or closes the door on Manchester City who's winning then do you think Man City I just think Manchester City Mm -hmm. I've got that quality been over the course before Paul we keep talking about people that's been over the course and won things they know how to do it they know how to do it yeah. Arsenal are a fantastic side they've been excellent but I just think Manchester have got so many game uh, changers but also yeah. I just worry my worry for them is defensively mm-hmm.
3: that the been my worry I had for them but I think the quality is definitely there Did you play in the Westfalen stadium? Have you yeah, played yes. I thought you did yeah. we'll come back Twice. to that then what about Arsenal against Man City tonight Barry the game itself what do you think? Yeah well I'm just checking yeah. If muddle TV's <laughs> <laughs> If muddle yeah.
4: TV's not And I'll be watching yeah. Um, yeah. Man City uh, Sorry Arsenal Man City yeah. Yeah. Uh, Listen it's It's going to be a cracker I, I, I'm a grant I just think the experience Of Man City mm-hmm. Being in the driving seat Over the last four or five years Listen Arsenal have done brilliant um, This year under Arteta sure. yeah. But if you ask me Who I think will win I, I, I've got to go with Man City I just think they've got A better quality a player and overall I think they're the the better team but take nothing away from Arsenal this year. To be at the top of the league for so long it shows you how consistent
3: they've been. Is VAR going to haunt them do you think, because of that goal which was, you know, chopped off it should have been. We're we talking about VAR I <laughs> no, no, no no just the psychologically, no. <laughs> do you think the Brentford yeah, the goal it lost is going to cost them? Or can they forget that I mean, They've now? got to forget about yeah. that.
4: Listen, yeah. if that lingers, I mean they're professional, they've got a massive game tonight. Listen, I think right after the game it'll hurt, the, the day after it'll hurt. But listen, you've yeah. got to put push that aside as quickly as possible and move on. Will it hurt them down the line? Well, time will tell. Sure. Um, no doubt about that. But you could you could see clearly that uh, Mikel Arteta wasn't happy about the decision. No.
5: But but that's the problem, it's extra pressure on the referee Mm -hmm. and that's what we're trying to say it's it's slightly different down in England because there's no such a great divide between the two as there is up here and that's the problem you've got but the way they have dealt with it is because he's full time, they can say well he's not doing a game at the weekend Mm -hmm. and that's what we're saying up here, if a player gets suspended for something that's stupid and the referee's made the wrong Mm -hmm. call he shouldn't be, he should be suspended the following
0: week
4: The the head of referees Howard Webb came out and released a statement Right after the, the gate, I think it was, was it on the Sunday or the Monday he released the, the statement and I liked that. That was yeah. taking clear leadership. Barry,
5: he refereed you down there. I yeah. thought he was one of the no, best by, by a country mile. Mm-hmm. The way he spoke to players yeah. was like old school. He's adjusted to the VAR. He tries to explain the decision. I think he even tried to do that when he was a referee. If you went and spoke to him, I thought, yeah. oh, listen, what's mm-hmm. happening here? And I think he's continued that. And I know that a lot of money goes into that and Howard's went back into that job there and he's taken over for somebody else who was full of his own importance, Mike Dean and all right. these guys you're you know not me? a fan of my team no, but no. You're, all these yeah. guys and I'm thinking he's yeah. come back in Howard and he's one of these even keel boys you know what I mean we'll see what it is and he comes out and explains the situation this is why it happened we understand we've made an error and that's all you're asking for I'm thinking up here we don't have that clarity only when it suits <laughs> we have the clarity and that's the problem I have. You have to have the clarity all the time, and there is bad decisions made every week. Listen, I bet you if you were at the Hibs-Aberdeen yeah. game, oh, or sure, yeah, at the the night, somebody will say there's a bad decision getting made. But because it's Celtic and Rangers at yeah. any time and anything in their game, they talk about it for decades. It's yeah. going to be blown up, of course. Yeah. It's going to I, I be blown believe it would be up. good
4: yeah. for our game if we had the leader of the referees or whose head it come out and explain a bad decision yeah. at the weekend. And I thought with Howard Webb doing that, and as you said, Grant, a referee read me. When I was down in England, I thought he was a brilliant referee. Um, he knew how to deal with players, yeah, and when you I've listened to him on Sky Sports too, in two or three occasions, and he's come across as a proper leader, and he understands the situation. and I just think that's the way to be. If there's issues throughout the weekend, and there was two or three issues at the weekend with we VAR down in England, and I thought he handled them brilliantly and he, he,
3: he dealt with it in the right manner. James, it would be great if we get uh, the head of refereeing in the coming days it would be great to speak to Crawford Allen because he came out explained how VAR would work it would be great to hear how he replies to the concerns I think Everyone he would get he so much game.
5: respect for it exactly we Crawford love, Allen I, love I really do I, 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 listen there's a slight yeah. side of me so say your referee in Poland made a mistake My, Barry's yeah. your boss and Barry's coming out and criticising you mm-hmm. it doesn't he really because we always complain about managers coming out and slagging that player yeah. and we don't think that's right mm-hmm. But you can say, yes, there was an error made at the weekend. Yeah. We understand that. We keep, we're working hard to make sure it's mm-hmm. difficult. Then there's an explanation then. I'm not criticising you. I'm just saying yeah. you didn't do your job right. I, yeah. I thought you got it wrong. And as long as you come out and say, fine, I got it wrong, it, it hurts me because I told you I've been in situations where it's costing people their job and whatever A big decisions cost people their job because yeah, the, sure. next, the next day they've been sacked because yep. they lost that particular mm-hmm. game, whatever. So we, that's how important it is now before arguably Jim Goodwin Sorry, bit, but, yeah. before Paul we never had an excuse yep. you know now because we've got the VAR which was supposed okay. to attain the mistakes away we're seeming to hell of a hell of a lot more of them which is the thing that I can't understand really well
3: we talk about the best thing in the game it's the fans and the players let's talk uh, one from Celtic one from Rangers for Rangers Malik Tillman, there's loads, I see in the papers again today they're still going on about the Patrick Thistle incident but what about his performance and the way he has matured, the way he's improving, the way he's getting, become an integral part of the team here's uh, Michael Beale speaking about uh, Malik Tillman
8: <laughs> No, listen, he's a very, very good uh, player and that's why he's come from such a prestigious club, you know, as a 20 year old, he's a full international, isn't he? he played all the way through the youth ages with Germany, he's, you know, he's gone to play for America through um, one of his parents, and he's played at senior international as well. At 20, he's come into our league, he's had to adjust. It's not easy. We've seen players come out of the Premier League and not adjust in this league, and we've, you know, players with big reputations have struggled. I think every single week he's getting stronger and stronger. He's learning a new position, which I think will keep him in good stead as he moves forward, playing more in midfield and running out there he's a joy to work with every single day he's such a shy, humble, quiet lad and so listen, I'm glad that, that he's doing well and uh, I, I I can't ask him to play poorly just in case people are watching Most improved player in recent
4: weeks? Yeah, he's such a talented individual there, there, there's no doubt about it and he's only 20, people tend to forget that this is his first real season he's playing first team football um, and I just think he's getting better and better each game and... Um, he makes a difference in the final third. ball He's he's a good presence as well. He's a good size for a midfielder. He's a strong runner with the ball. Great feet. And the thing that I liked I like about him that he's changed over the the last few weeks as well is his work ethic without the ball. He's doing he's doing the dirty side of the game really well now, and that's something that you've got to credit Michael Beale with. Yeah. That he's obviously spoke to him about. Um, so we spoke about it on Monday. If Rangers are talking the four or five million euro mark him, I think he's a player that is only going to get better and if Rangers are wanting to have that model of buying players and selling on he's one of the players that you could if he continues this sort of development two or three years down the line you could treble your money on him
5: I think Paul because of the fact that we've been running about a lot of players whether it's coaches or players with him we said about five, six weeks ago when there was a lot of question marks about him and we said there's no doubt about his talent how are you going to get the best out of him as we better players? You know, playing them constantly, not taking them off or making them substitute, that's the only way you're going to get young boys, keeping them in the side, you know, because you've seen him a couple of times dancing by people as if they weren't there. You know, he had great movement, as Barry says. He's got the attributes to be a midfield player or a front man because he's power and he's style. And you look at his background, you know, and it tells you that. And we said if you get good value for him, he, what a terrific signing, you know, he would be for them because there is no doubt he's got all the qualities you know, for that area of the field, you know. And he can play, I think he can play different positions. I think he needs to be involved in the game all the time. And people say, oh, he doesn't run back, he doesn't do that. But there's certain guys that you say, that's not their job. Because the hardest thing is to be the creator. At certain times, yes, he can fill up areas of the pitch and you expect everybody to be able to do that. But you can pick up areas of the pitch and now people can find them with the ball. And then that's when he's becoming much more effective. We said about five, six weeks ago, we knew the kid could play. Because as soon as you've seen the ball at his feet, you know but people say "Oh, he wasn't running back after the left back and he wasn't running we're thinking Pff, is that really his position mm. but he yeah. has done more of that yeah. now, hasn't he yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah. but that's what I'm saying but is that sure. really his no. position that's you expect your best players yeah. but that's yeah. not the thing sure. you know his talent is what he's creating up front you know so he's getting more of the ball and he's doing more of his work where it's hurting the opposition
4: yeah well, what I'm saying I'm, I'm not saying about running back when he loses the ball he's he's kinda his attitude five, six weeks ago was exactly. somebody yeah. else will do it. If he loses it, his first thought is can I try and get that ball yeah, back yeah. or can I go and help my teammates and that's the difference that I've seen um, and I'm with the ball. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can coach him. Yeah, that's exactly because he's doing, is he playing more centrally,
5: is he playing more centrally yep. as a 10 yep. but that, that helps him out mm-hmm. because the yardage is different mm-hmm. because what I was seeing him in certain games was a right back mm-hmm. and you're thinking... I really want him there I'm thinking to myself getting back onto a number four as they call it nowadays that deep sitting midfield player getting the other side to help defensively there's nobody not good enough in any of the teams not to be doing their work against the ball but to work into that central area is a lot more beneficial for him because it means he's in an area of the pitch that you can get the ball a lot more often when it changes over and I think that's what he's added
4: Yeah, he's the type of player that gets fans on the edge of their seats yeah. that's mm-hmm. what he's like certainly in the, the final third where he, he, can, he can see that pass he's, he's maybe one or Two steps ahead, he he, he plays it at times. But I really like, it. I enjoy watching him, and I think he's one that I would be I would be surprised if Rangers
3: aren't trying to get this deal done um right at this moment in time. And then you start to build the Michael Beale team, as opposed to what was the Steven Gerrard's team, and then uh, Geo for a time. Mm-hmm. And you've said Barry, the summer window is going to be. Yeah, close I, for st- I
4: still think there'll be a bit yeah. of surgery done on the yeah. on the team. Look, but, they're doing well. Domestically only dropped two points And that was against Celtic They've won a, a quarter-final eh, Sorry, they're, they're into a quarter-final of the Scottish Cup They're into a final of the, the League mm-hmm. Cup So things are going pretty well But I think Michael Beale knows that there's still A fair bit of strength and need had done, done to that squad He
3: wasn't happy with them, was he, at half-time?
8: A uh, really disjointed game Performance from us uh, I picked a team and I was excited to see the team play um, I thought we lacked rhythm in the first half And we lacked intensity out of possession um, obviously, the, the VAR decision for the penalty is a difficult one, but it's the law that the, the officials are, are going to. It's not no VAR or referees going to change that. It's the law. They're, they're going by it. It's a difficult one because you find yourself 1-0 down. I thought the changes we made were positive. I thought the second half performance was much better. Um, but obviously, there was a lot of controversy in the second half. I'm just glad to get through because it seemed for a long part... It was one of those days.
3: Yeah, he makes changes, Barry. Uh, half time, he, he didn't hang around. Yeah, sitting watching the game,
4: half time, Partick deserved to be one up. No, no doubt about it. Um, you can say Rangers were poor and they, they were, they were slow and the pedestrian. They weren't moving the ball as quickly as we became used to. But that was down to, down to Partick. I thought. Um, Ian McCall set his team up really well and I thought they played some some decent stuff and deserved to go in at half time but he made a double change no doubt bringing Ryan Kent and Kymar Roof on made a difference um, and then they stepped it just the pace of the game they, they stepped it up they were a bit quicker a bit sharper they moved the ball a lot a lot sharper um, and that made a difference and in the end um, they did deserve, uh, deserve to go through but Partick made a, certainly made a game of it yeah, Here's Michael bill on the half-time changes
8: Yeah, listen, Yanis are only ever going to be able to play probably 50 to 60 minutes important that I allow Yanis game time to get back to what he is we're playing at home and I thought there wouldn't be much space, so players like Yanis and Todd, I thought they'd be able to come and be quite creative in and around Tony, uh, I just felt at half-time we needed to be a little bit more direct and a little bit more urgency, so uh, it's 11 that play and I thought first half the 11 were lousy um, so obviously that those two were the casualties in terms of the changes but I thought Kamar and Ryan came on and gave us something different so that that's the beauty of having a good squad Peter
3: he, he, he tells you what's happening doesn't he Michael Bale yeah but it's always difficult Paul
5: see when you're not playing yeah. a lot of games mm-hmm. and that's why I keep going on it you know nothing makes up for you playing matches yeah you know, so when you're making changes to your team, it's the first time some of them are playing together. Some yeah. guys have been out for months and months. No ma- you, yeah. yeah, no matter yeah. how many friendlies you play with whatever it doesn't matter. People will say, "Oh, it's party thistle for the champion." It doesn't matter. Party thistle played very well in the period of the game. They've got good players who've been over the course yeah. many games. You know, and there was never going to be an easy game for them. But I bet you Ian when he, he Ian seen the team, Ian would probably be rubbing his hands, you know, and saying, "Okay, well, this is a game. We've got an opportunity." And and listen that's what you've got to do when you're at a big club. You've got to perform all the time and we keep saying it but to get the games in your leg it's very difficult so you can understand why Michael Chip made the changes you know to start these guys where is he going to get them because he's maybe not going to take the chance in the league at this moment in time but when he makes the changes or positive changes you know and the, the team responded to it but Thistle found herself unfortunate and obviously the, the incident that happens the thing was the game and changes the game a little bit but Listen, we've all been there before. Nothing beats playing matches. And he'll be more pleased at the fact that these guys have to get minutes under their belt and hopefully he's going to have the other ones coming back with the slight knocks and he's got his strongest team. That's what he'll be looking forward to, that he never had any more injuries and guys
3: get minutes under their belt. 11 days to go, Peter. Rangers-Celtic. Celtic-Rangers, the Cup final. Barry, I guess. I mean, it's important at the weekend to keep the winning run going against Livy. But what would you rather do? you know... Sacrifice something No, this no I think No no, no,
4: you, no. you go your Strongest team Listen there's Eight days before The cup final And people will Talk about Artificial surfaces No you go your Strongest 11 Because you're going To a difficult place In Livingston I know they had a, a freak result Not a freak But a, a bad result Sorry should I say Against Cali Thistle At the weekend In the Scottish Cup 3-0 But Shocker. no you, you go Your strongest yeah. team I wouldn't want To get rested a week Before a cup no. final I'd be mm-hmm. desperate to play well, Get, I'm, get, just, I'm just I'm just laughing. Yeah. No, I'm just uh-huh. laughing
5: because the doc we've spoke about many times before. I keep saying Celtic Rangers all the time. Uh-huh. He says, "Remember it's Rangers Celtic this one." He said because it's it a is. cup final. We Rangers are at home, so I'm still saying Celtic Rangers just to let them know it, him know that.
3: Did they come out the hat first or something? Uh, Even though it's just two teams in So he says. So
5: because I keep, I keep is, saying Celtic first all the time, my dog with Celtic Rangers giving me a hard time. Is that the doc in the Middle East? Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, into the program. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. You've
4: given my of stick a few times. to say? "Not at all. No, no,
5: no, no." You good, no, no, yep. spoke to me before I came in, remember that, you know, so that right? it's it
4: was just funny. Sure. No, he listens to the show, good, yeah, <laughs> yep.
3: listens to the show Excellent. and guitar. Yeah. Jim White was tuned in last night as well. It's amazing the number yep. of people. Richard Park was on, good enjoying job. the all show good men. as well. And more and more people making the switch. So, Barry, what's your? I know, can we talk about the team a week on Sunday then? What's the strongest team for Rangers, would you say at the moment for the cup final? which you're saying you'd play the same team if you could against Levy at the moment would the pe- the team pick itself yes and your hey, team do, do you want me to
4: give you I'll give you I've got it in my head right, right now there Yeah, I go. know you've got you I could Good. be wrong but okay. I'll go Alan McGregor yep. Tavenir Golson, Davis Barisic no question right yeah Yep. Jack Lundström Jack Tillman Sakala Morelos,
3: Kent no Cantwell no no okay Give us it again from the midfield, just one more time. Ryan Jack. Ryan Jack, yeah. John Lundstrom.
4: Tillman just in front so of them. Yep. Sakala on the right. Yep. Ryan Kent on the left. Morelos lost through the middle. Peter, how'd you like the sound of that? The Rangers team? Uh, Celtic would be happy. Take them on.
5: Right. What's your Celtic <laughs> team? What would you say? <laughs> well, the back five. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. including the goalkeeper, stays yeah. that solid at this okay. moment in time. If you, no injuries, that's where it's going to be. Right. So and the manager's proven that you'd have Callum sitting in front of that, obviously. Mm-hmm the big one's going in the middle of the pitch mm-hmm. hatati has been excellent you know you've got Moy who's been excellent and you've got Matt O'Reilly I really like Matt obviously yeah, you sure. know so that, that's the big call you for me you with him yeah, that's yeah. the big call because I think the two of them can offer things completely different you know uh,
4: in that area of the pitch let them play the four I'm in the middle <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> then not front obviously you're dependent yeah. you know so I think O's looking really good and strong obviously um, Kyogo his injury slight injury problem you know so the wide area is the interesting one because it used to be Jota Kyogo Mm -hmm. and Abada who are all a goal scoring threat but Mieda's done exceptional every game I've been at Mm -hmm. every game I've been at he sparks everything so I I think the manager probably if if there's no injuries he's Mm -hmm. probably got two choices to make who plays in the wide area who plays in that that midfield area we'll give you
3: 90 seconds to decide where it's going to be and we'll come back and recap your team
2: the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors brand new Toyota showroom in Kennis Head Road Darnley let's go Go Radio presents the Go Radio Football Show Unfiltered at St Luke's Glasgow on Thursday the 30th of March, featuring Celtic and Wales legend John Hartson.
8: You know, I got a lot of goals. Uh, I played in a magnificent side, and it's a very special club. And uh, you know, I'm very honoured and privileged to have uh, to have won the hoops.
2: Join Paul Cooney, Mark Guidi, and John Hartson for this live and unscripted show. Tickets. are are limited and on sale now at thisisgo.co.uk The Go Radio football show unfiltered live at St Luke's Glasgow on Thursday 30th of March March. Let's go,
3: go Let's go don't forget the Go Radio Business Show with Workflow Solutions back this Sunday morning at 11. Hunter and Hockey's special guest this week is David McDonald, CEO and owner of Cullen Eco Friendly Packaging. Looking forward to it. And Sunday there, I'd listen to the podcast. It was David McCutcheon, CEO and co founder of Bullet Express. You'd see it just off the motorway, Barry. You'll see it as well, Peter. He was brilliant. His story about how he and Gary have built that company was fantastic. A really good. Oh, so,
5: Hard work yep.
3: Paul yep. That's what these guys do yep. <laughs> That's the secret Of course <laughs> And you know what David's Rangers daft And Gary's Celtic daft So it's a great uh, and there's, there's no, no VAR, VAR in the office <laughs> Don't mention VAR <laughs> But honestly Go Radio uh, show I almost called it The football show Sunday morning And if you miss it uh, The download is there I heard them talking about Bitcoin Ah yeah really? I heard it I did Yeah. So I don't know enough about that don't, no, 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 no. Do you? Yeah. No, I, no, I I, I don't yeah.
4: oh,
3: If I'm being honest with
4: sure. you But yeah. hearing um, Willie speak about it uh-huh. yeah, If he speaks about it And what he was saying Is, is
3: true Then it must be alright If you <laughs> want to find out Download <laughs> it He came on the programme uh, Last good, week I, I like that I good, it I enjoy listening And they're good. down to earth Aren't yeah, they? They, they?
4: Yeah, they are Listen, so successful In business You think? Yeah, just a bit. Funny but, way to it's right? It, it's a right, It's a right good lesson to Bonus we Two I'm, really yeah. successful guys, and again, who give up loads to charity yeah. as well. Well, they care. Yeah. And that's the thing. Exactly. And they do.
5: Just that's seen breaking it. news there. Yes. Paul Cooney. What? Is that Sorry? it <laughs> <laughs>
3: is that <go> right? <laughs> well, you never know. Um. No resignation, anyway. No, I'm staying. (laughs) Never resign, never resign. (laughs) Peter Grant and Barry Ferguson uh, was talking But Thank you. The number of people and uh, the screens are up everywhere. Um, They were saying, you know, Seamus at uh, Caffigan Dolphins. Oh, I see you on the screens everywhere. Crofty and Grado, Barry, yourself, John Hartson. They're everywhere. So thank you. They're speaking about us this morning. Honestly, aye. And uh, in Kaya yesterday morning, they were straight out the news and they had it on the cafe and I'm having my porridge, five past eight and they played the bit about, you know, because I had... A heel or a pair of Chelsea oh, Here he goes. Yeah. <laughs> right. At least a three inch heel on it. Fuck oh, away. Four. <laughs> the, old
4: cowboy.
5: the old cowboy bits.
4: <laughs> Ross King's old
5: ones. He's <laughs> yeah. still
3: wearing them. Ross is listening as well. He's, done all he's right, still wearing them, man. He's still wearing them. I was on yesterday morning uh, with Christine Lampard, you know. Happy Valentine's oh. to each other. His Frank and Smooth all that as stuff, self. you know. Smooth as silk. Frank was some player, wasn't he? Frank Lampard. Lampard. Yeah, yeah I mean.
4: But I don't think people recognised how good a player he was mm-hmm. if I'm being honest with you oh, absolutely. I-, I thought he was a top midfielder I played against him a few times and he's one of the guys where never really get involved much for 10 or 15 minutes then he would just make that late run record
5: that um, goals for a midfield yeah, yeah unbelievable strikers and it's worth billions <laughs> uh, nowadays except for the goals he's
4: got I don't know if you've mm-hmm. ever seen the bit when he was a young boy at West Ham no. Harry Redknapp right. was doing a Q and A thing. That's right, yeah. Um, and it was like West Ham fans, and the uh, flank was there. He was only what seventeen. He sat at the table with him. Yep, and they would give him a, a, a bit of stick, and
5: saying he was only in on the team because it was his dad. And his dad, and and his and his Harry
4: Redknapp says, "Listen, yeah. I'll tell you what. This this boy, this boy's special. He's going to be." A top player, and look what he, he went on to do it's for West Ham, Chelsea, yeah. Man City, England. and He went and played in the MLS first yep, he did. a year or two. That's right,
3: yeah. yep. um, Some player. What a player he was. And married Christine Blinkley as well. So it's not, not a bad life, isn't it? So it was great. How do we get to that from uh, uh, our growing listening audience? She's listening? No, I can't say she's listening. You're but talking Rosses about, as well. about no, America. I know. Oh, I know. I know oh, your high heels you were. You weren't happy with me being uh, <laughs> over there in the Hollywood Hills. But listen, thanks to everyone for tuning into the show. Every night from five. Eleven sleeps to go to the cup final looking forward to it and just before the yeah, break I, so Peter you were, yeah. I, I don't he's, know what granted he's on I it think, tonight isn't he
4: <laughs> no I, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm really looking forward to it because I think yeah. both will win it the weekend mm-hmm. I think both are in really good form both are real attack minded teams now certainly at Celtic have always been that under Coglu. I think Rangers are getting there albeit there's been a few iffy performances mm-hmm. but they've got the right results I think it's going to be two teams that are going to go right at it, and there's going to be goals. I know we say that quite often about yeah. old firm games, but I've just got a feeling that they're going to go for each other big time, six five or something. No,
3: well, three two maybe. Well, you never know. But, but Peter, what's your team then? Six so five we, two. Huh? I,
5: I, I <laughs> well, when I, a now, when I get it when I get it now, I think when you look at the the makeup of the Rangers team, yep. Tavani mm-hmm. getting forward, Maida maybe, maybe take that side. You know, and maybe leave a bad out and play Jota on the opposite side. Mm-hmm. And obviously Keogh will go if he's fit. You know, so the one is Matt. And I, I've been really impressed with Aaron Moy. I said that at the time. I really liked him as a player anyway. I think when he came to Celtic, he probably wasn't fit enough. Mm-hmm. Um, because he hadn't played games, obviously. And he's done exceptionally well. Gets makes some tremendous runs to create space for others in the middle of the pitch. Never mind the goals he scores. But I think I think he maybe just get the nod you know I think Aaron maybe just got the nod above just Matt, ahead of Matt. Yeah, and yeah. I think Matt's been terrific I mean Matt's got the most assists in the uh, the Premier League mm-hmm. he's scored goals as well yeah. obviously and you, you look at it and people are saying he's not at the greatest of seasons that shows you the standard he set you know what I mean yeah. so that's a, it's a fantastic headache for a manager you know and you're just hoping that they're all and I always say when you're getting into this game all you want is all your top players available and fit and if they can all be available and fit I think that's why the change will be there the Mieda Who's doing exceptional? I'll never mind, just because he's looking after Trevani, because he'll make Trevani <laughs> running back the way for the way he plays. He's laughing,
3: Tavernier. Uh, and such. Uh, I know everyone does. Not everyone, but I'm not yeah. great at spelling names <laughs> no, 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 saying them. You know <laughs> what I mean? But
5: me, that's hard enough for yeah.
3: me. <laughs> so,
4: but then
5: she's yeah. saying
3: that,
4: like, if you look back, Celtic when they've played Rangers, uh, you had a bad against Barisic, and he's always gave Barisic yeah. a, a hard time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, both the, the lineups, but I, I gave you my Rangers one I just think that's the one like, I think with Jack and Lundström in the middle of the pitch they've played in a few of the games they know what it's all about I think it's a bit too early for uh, the two new signings in midfield Cantwell and um, Raskin just too soon did yeah. you like look at Raskin? yeah, yeah. The, uh, he, he's always wanting the ball and I like to see that for a midfielder mm-hmm. he's always trying to get on it try to create himself a wee bit of space and, and demands it again Looking at him, I, th- I still think he's got a bit to go fitness-wise because he's n- he never played a lot of football at Standard Lege because um, he was out of the team because he never signed a new contract. But I like to look at him. Um, he-, he looks at a-, a real decent footballer. And Again, listen, it's always the same. Time will tell whether he's going to mm. be a top Rangers player, but he's definitely got the attributes to be one.
5: Well, <laughs> these are arenas, the Paul that they have to perform Yeah, that tells right, you sure. we've always said that yeah. you know you can play with other clubs and whatever but the expectation of these clubs is to win things mm-hmm. you know and that's all this is the one game you're always concerned you want your team to play well every game mm-hmm. for sure but it is the one game you sacrifice and say let's win it cup final mm-hmm. win it that's the most important thing. And to do that, you've got to have character guts because the build-up is something special, Barry, I'll tell we you... We started that, now. That's what I'm saying, yeah. the build-up is something special. Once the league... Because you're trying to focus on the, the next league game, which is important. Two big games because you, Celtic obviously don't want to drop points. Rangers don't want to drop points in case Celtic do. Yep. All this sort of thing. So the league fight's still going on in mm-hmm. Rangers' eyes. Not in my eyes, but in Rangers' eyes. So... I, I, that's what you're looking to yeah. and it's a next game you're looking to so the biggest thing the managers will be looking for the weekend is getting their results and making sure everybody comes through unscathed that's the biggest thing because you want to be an end of the day game so be able to select your best players
3: and we'll be on air from I think two o'clock on the day we'll tell you more as we build up to February the 26th James won't we we'll tell everyone exactly uh, our team our line up for that game but we're really really looking forward to Rangers Celtic that's how it's come out of the hat looking forward right, to I, that I game get,
4: yeah. I get 10 or 15 seconds to pick my you name did Gr- Granny yeah. said at least 10 yeah. minutes exactly I know a fix have
5: you changed it again? Not a <laughs> <ten minute. laughs> so what do you think
3: of uh, what's your Rangers team?
5: same one as Barry said yeah. <laughs> no, well I think yeah. me personally look at Cantwell he's better on, I, I mm-hmm. like him on the left hand side I know he's been playing on that right sort of thing we had you there the other day there and I like him on the other side because I think he can influence the game coming inside and see mm-hmm. the pictures open up you know when you've got the, the able to do that but he's got a quality, but now we're talking that Rangers have got that little bit more quality. And you're talking about Roof coming on yeah. as a substitute. Mm-hmm. So now you're talking about getting a wee bit stronger in the respect that the signings have made getting a wee bit stronger. They'll have another game under their belt come the weekend. you know, And that's all the things that Michael Beal will be looking to, yeah. towards. So that he has a different squad to pick from getting into the Celtic game and that, that's the thing I'm sure they're all available are they they're all available are they they're allowed yep. to play in the cup final yep. I don't know about the signings what it takes sure. you know because we've seen what happened to Queen's Park Indeed. obviously Yeah, you know so no, I'm, no, not no sh- I'm not sure if I'm not, I don't yep. know the situation no. with that sure. so if they're all available all of a sudden they've got choices mm. I never had, thought they had that a couple of weeks ago yep. you know Celtic have always had choices many of them you know and the quality doesn't drop and their standard has been phenomenal their, for, uh, their performance standard Exceptional, it doesn't matter who they're playing, they get into every single game focused. And as I say, the manager can arrange that, the manager can push that into your head. But the players have got to take on to the football pitch. And great credit to them, every game I've seen that's what they've done exceptionally well.
3: It's going to be some game, 11 days to go. We'll give you the team news from Motherwell in a wee while, it'll be out. We've also got the Arsenal against Man City lineups uh, on Celtic, though. Oh. Will he start the game? We're still waiting to hear about Kyogo. This is what the manager said after the game, just a few words after he went off with that injury
9: on Saturday. We'll get a scan tomorrow. Obviously, um, there's an issue there. Um, he's a pretty quick healer, so hopefully mm-hmm. it won't be anything too serious. But, uh, yeah, disappointed to lose him. But still no
3: words, so unlikely to be in this weekend. Uh, and it could be huge for all uh, the Cup final. Your old teammate, I see Frank McIverney, is saying that this could be huge for the South Korean player. He could be Celtic's secret weapon for the game against Rangers
5: well we spoke about Giacomacca so much we liked him Mm -hmm. you know and I think he's very similar to that and I've been impressed with the, the, the cameos I've seen of him he's another one that likes to get between the sticks he wants to run the channel he knocks people about he's not scared to be hurt and he gets his goal so that that's so important for the strikers. People keep saying it but it and I know you can have that psychological the player wants that goal because he's always judged as a number nine as well, can be number hundred nowadays, I know that. But you can wear number nine, that's what you want to do. And there's not a better feeling for a striker putting the ball in the back of the net. So there is absolutely no doubt that's given him a lift. And if Kyogo's not fit. If Jackamakis wasn't here, I'd be concerned. If, sorry, if O wasn't oh, in here to replace yeah. Amakis I'd be really concerned because that would be a big blow because nobody else played there and we spoke about that prior. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the, o, the time of the O and that coming in, um, that shows you the intelligence of the manager that he's made sure he's had somebody, had a replacement in there before that Amakis was going anywhere because it was one place we would have been shot if Kyogo did get injured then
3: you never had somebody like one but I've been impressed with him Barry there was nobody more respectful to Giacomacchus or you know wary of him at times saying well if he's out of the team you'd be quite happy uh, Ange Postacoglu must have seen something in O that is special because he could well start in the cup final
4: yeah he's looked decent I thought he took his goal at the weekend really well yeah. it was a real poacher's mm-hmm. goal he was Trying to find that bit of space and obviously found the space and he tucked it away into the the bottom corner. Um, and again, listen, I, I forgot when I was watching the Celtic game. He's only twenty one. Yeah, you know he's still young as yeah. well. So there's a, a. I mean, obviously there's clear potential there, but it's obviously one that Postacoglu sees that he can go and make him into a a, a real proper centre forward. Physically he looks strong already, even at that age. So, yeah, he looks to be a, another decent capture for Posta I
5: think that's what he's done very well. You know, if there's somebody going out the door, and that was always in the back of your mind saying, well, if Jackie Marcus is going and they're not putting that, I don't mean a massive fight up for him. You know, they're saying they must have someone else here in his mind. Yeah. And that's what the manager's done exceptionally well. You know, Juranovic goes, Johnson. Yep. Yeah things like that and that's so so important you know Maurice Jens is going back you know you've got another left sided natural left sided centre back so before anybody goes out the door he's made sure he's got a replacement and that's that's management that's what you've got to do if it's possible to do and I'll, oh, thankfully Celtic are able
3: to do that way. Oh, it's regularity at this moment in time but they must have a lot of faith in oh because Gikamakis never let them down the Celtic fans like him and uh, you know they liked what he did against Rangers uh, yeah. last season and earlier and this season
5: listen as a centre half. half you didn't like playing against them he no. asked you questions mm-hmm. and people will always question saying especially the foreign lads will always question well can they do it in this game and that mm-hmm. particular game if it's wet and windy can they do yep. it listen <laughs> these guys yeah. can do it they've played worse you know what I mean sometimes and at the end of the day there's no doubt uh, uh, listen I was the one that's to be selected because Kyogos and you're I'm a lot happier now that you know
3: you've seen him a couple of times that you've been delighted Ange Postacoglu spoke about the squad rotation at the weekend I mean I think
9: if you ask any manager that's that's the ideal for them um, and you know the problems usually exist when you don't have options you know when, when, you, when yeah. you've when got you know starting 11 and say so today we lose a pretty key player in kiogo but you know we can actually cover that and, and the best part of that, well, not the best part of that, but the key thing for me is that the players have embraced that challenge, you know, they understand that they'll get an opportunity at some point and it's up to them then to take it and, you know, there's no one that, that's missing out on the team and looks at the, at the starting 11 and says, well, this guy's been playing poorly, why is he getting a game? They all know they have to pull it for him at a high level and, well, the beauty of it today, you saw Matt O'Reilly and, and, and particularly Rayo come on and, you know, they're not sulking because they're not starting, they're saying well He's half an hour for me to do my stuff and uh, you know we've got to maintain that to, to, from now to the end of the year
3: Build up has started already but before that we've got Motherwell against St Mirren tonight Champions League continues, a bit more on that in a moment or two, we've got Arsenal against uh, Man City and then at the weekend, football Saturday and Sunday
2: The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, book your service MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk Let's go Go Radio presents the Go Radio football show unfiltered at Odenmore Glasgow on Thursday the 9th of March. Featuring Rangers and Scotland legend, Barry Ferguson.
4: They knew as soon as that game finished, when I came in that dressing room, I would do anything for them, but on that pitch, if somebody's not doing it right, they've got to be told, you've got to drive them on to make sure they hit their standards.
2: Join Paul Cooney, Mark Guidi, and Barry Ferguson for this live and unscripted show. Tickets are limited and on sale now at thisisgo.co.uk. The Go Radio football show, unfiltered, live at Oranmore Glass. Let's go, on Thursday the 9th of March Let's go,
0: go, go, go.
3: Let's go. Scotland's women last night. I'm afraid they lost two 0 against Iceland. Second half goals in quick succession in the Pinnatar Cup. But let's hope that they do better as that tournament uh, continues. Good luck to Scotland's women. That's tomorrow night. Uh, well, sorry, it was last night. And then more games coming up. Just looking. We're just waiting for the Motherwell and St. Mirren lineups to come to us. Do you want to know the Arsenal, Man City lineups? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll, we'll 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 I don't have them. So no, no, I do <laughs> have them. I've got them here. Uh, if you just give me a second or two but here we are here is the, the home team let's go Arsenal first Ramsdale Gabriel Saliba Tomiyasu Zinchenko Jorginho Saka Odegaard uh, and then Bukayo Saka Nketiah and Martinelli disappointing
5: Tierney's not oh, involved I know, that. he's, not, he's on the bench point, again yeah, I almost special special yet uh, I'll look at that uh, right away in yep. terms
4: of yep. Tierney I think he'll go in this summer I, 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 I can't go. see Kieran Tierney being happy sitting there on the bench. It doesn't strike me as that type of character.
5: No, exactly. he want to play. There's he's no 50 doubt. 50 games a
4: season, man. But also, the either? fact is,
5: all yeah. the big clubs that go for him. Yeah. You know, You still, and, uh, I yeah, mean, yeah not, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. He's done more than enough mm-hmm. that still big clubs will be interested in him.
3: Man City, Ederson, Walker, Diaz, Aki, Rodri, De Bruyne, Gundogan Silva, Mares, Haaland, and Grealish. So uh, he's got the big well, hatters out. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just saying. Is
1: Laporte not
5: playing? Is it? Is Laporte Sorry? not playing? Isn't he? he's, no, but that's what I'm saying. I think he's on the bench. That's what I'm saying. He yeah. gave an actual. I know Aki's done very well. He's played at left back and whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that's the one thing that Manchester City have done quite a bit. They've changed that back four too mm-hmm. often, and, I, and it doesn't matter how much quality you have, you know, especially against that that other bit of quality. And you see Arsenal have been very good in that final third, mm-hmm. you know, it's just having that balance and that partnership. So. As I say, it'll be an interesting game to watch because, as I say, the one people have been looking forward to to see how far Arsenal have really
3: came. Who's going to win, Peter? What do you think? I'm going to go for Manchester City go for City. I know Just Manchester for the quality City. further up okay? Your old teammate, Mikel Arteta. What a job, Barry! Is he mm. going to win tonight? If he wins, no, he's,
4: he's done a brilliant job. But yeah. no, I, I think Man City um, yeah. win it tonight, and I think they'll win it by a couple of goals. Did you like I hear you
3: on that Do you like what Graham Potter said He's he's fed up with people Saying that maybe He's too Maybe not passionate enough Or not expressive enough I see he came out And he said Look I came from What the 7th tier Of English football Give me a break Yeah and the same In
4: Sweden I think He started yeah, in the 4th right. tier well, Yeah uh, Yeah it was the 4th tier And they got It was mm-hmm. the Or something he, he took them right, right. through The the, the leagues um, Listen every manager Has got a different Personality and way they, they approach it, I, I don't know. Look, they they pick on certain managers because he's, he's no jump about a sideline yeah. doing handstands and yeah. cartwheels. I don't think that they're, they're happy. Well, if you
5: remember, Sven came to England, remember? Uh, yeah. And it was
4: I always remember it was a
5: friendly Villa Park was his first game. Mm-hmm. England played really well. I don't know if it was Spain actually. They won three nothing. And they'll say, nah, that's the way everybody should manage." Because Sven, Gordon, Ericsson sat down. Then he wasn't passionate enough. That's why he got the sack. He wasn't passionate enough, yeah. you know. And that's an opinion. Graham Not Graham made the a, field. Yeah, but he made, made <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he made a really good point. The thing we were talking about earlier on, he was saying about. Or the same people that for young kids and I've been there myself watching youth games and your own kids even a lot younger than that and you've got people screaming at the referee and these kids are going out there and you're thinking no wonder people don't want a referee mm-hmm. at the lower levels you know even kids starting out their careers 15 year old boys doing a game to help out and they're getting battered off these parents who are loving the game through their kids and you can understand exactly and Graham's right we owe it to them to be standing and I've done it myself but barking and biting at the referees and I'm criticising them on here but we're criticising him for the reason that we see after it you know what people are right and what he said was 100% right the same guys are criticising him for not doing okay. that are the same guys that shout well why people not taking up refereeing because we will not get involved because of all the criticism they get so we have to be
3: very very careful of that very good point. Who would be a referee? Just waiting for the teams to come. Motherwell against St Mern. Massive game uh, for tonight. Nick Walsh we had at the top of the show taking charge of the League Cup final, the Viaplay Cup final between the old firm. John Beaton is the VAR, assisted by Graham Stewart and Kevin Clancy is the fourth official on that one I saw that they announced the, the League Cup down south yesterday so I thought it must be coming soon Barry um, but what a chance this is the game itself I love to chat between the two of you about the game itself because the Cup Final you can't overstress can you overstress something how important it is for Michael Beale because I mean, no, ma- the
4: league's the, the league's going to be really tough yeah. let's be honest with you so the two Cup competitions um, are So important He's going into this game uh, A week on Sunday Celtic are the holders Rangers want to take that trophy Out out of their cabinet And put it in theirs uh, And get the first trophy of the season Because that gives you a almighty boost as well So honestly I I can't wait for it I honestly believe It's going to be A a cracker Just for the simple fact As Rangers have changed Their style of play Mm. Under Michael Beale, They became um, real attacking there's a lot of interchanging in the middle of the pitches under Geo they were a straight 4-3-3 they're a real Dutch way playing and they're staying in their positions um, but then there's nothing up with that that's the way Geo played and um, I actually thought it was it was fine just didn't get the right results but I like the the emergency Sakala and Kent they can go and they can float about Sakala's really dangerous in behind Kent it's got a kind of free rein to go really anywhere and cause real real problems so yeah I'm looking forward to it and you know the way Celtic Celtic are all out attack high energy and that's what Rangers um, are trying to become in terms of more energetic about their play a quicker style of play as well so yep I am um, um, I'm really looking forward to it listen come game day nervous mm-hmm. you're always nervous going into old firm games um, but as I said I just hope Hamden's like a bowling green it's a nice day 25,000 fans each Atmosphere, red hot. Can he
3: beat it? Barry Ferguson's rider beforehand. He wants a calm day, uh, good pitch. Well, it should be a well, good there's pitch. There's no more chance but, of the weather, that's yeah, for no, sure. <laughs> who would have thought a few years ago that, you know, when Celtic were cruising, Rangers had gone down, you know, the divisions came back up. Celtic were winning, what was it, four trebles in a row. And then that season it changed. I know it was the COVID, and suddenly Rangers won the title, and then Celtic looked to be a bit of a shambles. Would that be fair? Two summers ago and in came Ange Postecoglou, And it's remarkable the way the pendulum went again at that last year. You just wonder, does history tell us anything? I'm thinking of Martin O'Neill, Alec McLeish at that time. Celtic won a treble, is that right? When he came in 2000, 2001. And, but Rangers, you were there, you were the captain. Barry, Rangers came back. How important was that first cup win for you? That first season So important We, we won the double we, we won the League Cup And the, the
4: Scottish Cup And it was so important Because we were um Advocate <coughs> Sorry uh, Went upstairs And yeah. Big Alec came in um, Never really changed much Just came in and demanded A bit more Listen We knew as, as professionals We weren't performing At the levels That we should have been And As I say It's never changed much Training was obviously different It was more A bit upbeat was Dick okay about that? Did they work well together? Because you two know them so well. Was yeah, Dick but Alec came in and done his own thing. Right, listen, okay. He was a manager of the team. He yeah. he coached the team and, and picked the team. Um, so what Dick, was Dick had no did? influence whatsoever. He was more like kind of like a general manager mm-hmm. type thing. But um Yes, and yeah, listen, he, Alec came in and done a, a brilliant job, and I don't think he, he got the credit he deserves. I oh, don't really think he does now. No, no, I, I, I think he done a brilliant
3: he, job.
5: Alec, yeah. Alec gets on with everybody.
3: Yeah, I know.
5: You know what I mean? So right even though he'd make the final decision be strong on his decision yeah. you know he wouldn't be bombing Dick to the side that would make Dale, Dick feel uncomfortable or anything so like was that so he was always he'd always mm. be respectful and it was proven that they won the two cups mm. in a similar situation But Michael's finding himself in now you know and I know what Celtic will be thinking let's put him in his box yeah. you know what I mean in the respect of that mm. let's go and win the game you know let them show they've got a long road to come to try and catch us they're doing fine but let us make sure and that's the way you're getting into the game And I don't care, people can say they're all over it. The fans expect that. You know, we've got to go out there and try and win every game. You've got to win every competition you're in. You don't get time off being a Celtic or a Rangers player. You know, you have to win all the time. And that's the cup final is the next game, obviously, against each other. And it's so important for both. It puts a wee bit of, okay, there's a wee bit of momentum with Rangers. Let's stop it. Let us make sure that we win that and continue to perform in the league and win the league the cup coming that's the, the, the and you'll be looking for the treble it's, there's no rest in your laurels and I think he's proven that with the way the team's played this year mm. it'd be easy after a period of time to tr- sit back and not accept you know that the team oh we can afford to lose this one but I'll tell you we've spoken about it before winning that first trophy is yeah. brilliant at this time of the year and you've already got a trophy sitting in the cabinet then you're chasing the next two mm-hmm. and that's what, exactly what Celtic will want to do
3: so just looking at it there from the Rangers' point of view, you know, looking back, Barry, you were there. Doesn't seem like what to it, just over twenty years ago. Uh, and Peter, time isn't that amazing? Eyes. I know, oh, yeah. Oh.
5: Peter's seen thirty
3: and forty. I know. I know. <laughs> from, That's the way I feel now. <laughs> I'm going to give you the Motherwell team just now, okay? We've got the Motherwell team here. It's Kelly. This is how they've put it out just now. Kelly, the captain. Uh, Johnson, Casey, McGinn, Furlong, Butcher, Goss. Cornelius, Spittle, Van Veen, and Obika I don't think we up top. yeah. Obika yeah. and mm. Van Veen well yep yeah. uh, and on the bench, Oxford the keeper, O'Donnell, Slattery, Crankshaw, danzaki, Aitchison, McKinstry, Tierney, and dunicky
4: well, that tells me what way mother are going to go, we, we mentioned that back to front i have got Obika and Van Veen who are physically big yep, boys yeah, yep, so that's a case of getting the ball up. Top as quickly as can, uh, quickly as you can, sorry. Battle away. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and hopefully, I'm trying to get it on yeah. here to
3: see if it's on Mother TV, okay. TV. We'll, can we'll you let find you know in the out. next five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> can you find we'll, out, we'll let you know. Yeah, and James can find out anything. Here's the St. Mirren lineup Carson, Fraser, Gallagher, Taylor, Strain, Bacchus, O'Hara's captain, Gogic, Tanzer, Watt and main so I'm just thinking what there yeah. up against that a year ago he was there wasn't yeah,
5: he? but there's not a lot of changes in the team is there there's no. not been a lot of changes to St Merlin's team one out one in that's what's happened and that's why mm. they've got that consistency Muller unfortunately for them and unfortunately for Stevie never had that consistency selection and that's the yep. problem you have if you've not got your best players available and when you're on a run it seems to be that that you don't pick up injuries all these things fall in for you and that's what hopefully Stuart Kettlewell well with feeling tonight let's have a right go to try and win everybody expects St Mirren to turn up and beat us even though we're at home let us go and put on a show for our fans show our commitment all the things you ask for and then you're hoping that little bit of quality and a little bit of magic now, most of all a little bit of luck goes for you that's what you're always
3: looking for what do you think then scoreline for tonight giving you the teams there Motherwell looks as though they're going to go for it two up front Peter what do you think I still fancy St I right.
5: yeah. still fancy St man I think you, there's not a lot of changes in the Motherwell side They're, obviously they've lost their manager which has been a big blow. and it's not as if because he, he's popular with the supporters and the players, oh, sure. So, yeah. so he was, he was very popular with them. Yeah. So it's not as if you're trying to get ready. somebody you, you were not pop. you yeah. like him or whatever, and everybody gets a spark from it. And, and he's right, but Stephen said earlier on, the supporters have been very supportive of the, the players. Mm. You know, okay, they'll be negative and they have results, of course, but they've been very supportive. They've turned up, in their numbers, and they'll be desperate for the
4: whole team to win. You're going for St. Mirren. I'm going for St. Mirren. Barry. I think it will be a draw, but don't be surprised if Munnal win because you tend to find that mm. when mm. a manager loses his job.
3: Next game, bang, they get three points. And you're right, Stevie Hamill stepped up, you know, when Graham Alexander was sacked. We got the news, remember, breaking news at five. And do you know, Stevie
4: Hamill, yeah. he left a real good job because he a good he job, does, he was head yeah. of youth. Yeah. Um, but again, it's one of the ones, when you get presented the opportunity, I, so. I don't think it was one that he could turn down, Stevie Hamill. And just unfortunately, it never worked out for him.
3: Ange spoke about the speculation about his future the Leeds thing, I see they don't have anyone yet and I see Jesse Marsh is not going to Southampton, but here was what Ange said on Saturday about speculation about the future and first of all he's referring here to John as John Kennedy who had a great line when he was asked, oh Ange isn't here today on Friday, you know the media day and he said yeah we've tied him to a chair so he can't get to Elland Road.
9: And anyone's seen the size of John, we don't need security <laughs> yeah. whatever he wants I'll, I'll pretty much do um, yeah no it's um, yeah no, look I'm, I'm I'm sort of Focused on What we're doing here And I just thought It was a good week For us just to f- focus On training And you know John's a very Very capable guy And uh, handles The media well And uh, you know I thought I'd, I'd have a break From everyone everyone can Have a break from me Yeah I don't think The, the fans need a message From me What the fans need Is me to keep you know, making sure that our our football club represents them the right way. That's 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 my responsibility. I mean, Gordon will tell you if you've got a player in this in this position where he's getting a lot of attention, the first thing you're going to say to him is, you know what, just keep playing well. Don't worry about anything else. And I'm old enough now, now to know that the game changes very quickly. I'm I'm pretty blessed to be in the position I am. I'm working for a special football club, and I'm never going to lose sight of that. My main responsibility is making sure that I prepare the team well for a game.
3: So that was Ange at the weekend about his future has that gone to bed for now? I mean every job that comes up his name will probably come up for it, a while
5: But it tells you the job he's done yeah. and I think that's important. we be loving that you know that it's the same with the players if everybody's coming talking about this player that player going for X, Y and Z I mean, brilliant because it means the team's playing well it means the manager's doing an exceptional job because I've said to you Celtic down south apart from Manchester United the pressure it goes with the managing Celtic are playing for Celtic doubt, with Manchester United to play under that pressure. So these guys to go and perform consistently the way they have and a manager to perform the way he has,
3: you'd expect in speculation and would be really, really disappointed if they weren't getting mentioned for it. The other job that you would agree with that kind of pressure is the Rangers manager. I know you've said that often. This is Michael Beale. This will be our abiding memory of last weekend, Barry, when the dust has settled, about his decision to give Partick Thistle the chance for the goal.
8: There was three or four close to me, so obviously we just explained to them, look, stand one side, and it's not an easy thing to ask footballers to do because, they, again, they haven't seen it uh, from from where I've seen it, but look, it was the right thing to do, I think, for everything that I want us to stand for as a club, everything I want to stand for, and also I'm protecting what I think is a fantastic young player from being thrown at him, which I won't allow. He was completely unawares.
3: And Peter, for the
5: avoidance of doubt, you agree with what Michael Beale did? Yes, just the before. biggest thing I've always said, Paul, but I would never kick the ball out of play. And I used to tell the referees before the game, okay. I'm not kicking the ball out of play and I'm going into the challenge for the bounce ball. So I'm telling you that before we go. Because I always think when you throw the ball back, they launch it away into the far corner yeah. and then close you yeah. down up in the opposite half. So I, would, I wouldn't allow them to kick
3: the ball out. Thanks, Peter. Barry, you did the right thing.
4: Yeah, I think his main concern was he was protecting Tillman. Yeah that's what he was doing and I thought he'd he'd done the the right thing look he was unaware I mean I watched it back three or four times as I said Paul and he's lying on the ground rolling about obviously got hurt in the ankle he he wasn't aware of the situation that was going on listen it's went back the guys took a bad touch Holt he's been through scored there's been a bit of a ding dong but listen they've done the right thing and let Partick score the goal and, and thankfully Rangers got that third one to make sure they were into the quarter final
3: Hope you get the game on tonight Motherwell so again <laughs> find out from me. tomorrow night we'll be here at five with Craig Moore and Andy Walker Peter thanks so much Pleasure, welcome back Bob. from Dubai Barry look forward to seeing you on Friday Cheers mate News is next and after that Joe Kilday
2: The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors.co.uk, Your
1: local friendly experts for new and used cars Let's go